0: If it's Tuesday night, it must be Drunk Sports. I'm Jonathan Levy, sitting over there with beer number three, getting ready to crack it open. It's Grant Dennison. That's not a sound effect. That's a real beer. Oh, yeah. These are all real beers. Although,
1: I should get paid for that sound effect. I, You know, I can't hear what it sounds like on the audio, but I bet it was pretty good.
0: No, it was good. Yeah, It was good. I could tell just from the waves, the wave files. This is the show, of course, where Grant gets progressively drunker as we talk sports. And you know who else gets progressively drunker? You, the listener. That's right. If you want. You don't have to. This isn't just a sports podcast. This is also a drinking game. The way it works, very simply, is you drink along with Grant every time he drinks a beer. You drink a beer, unless you're going for bronze medal status, where you're doing every two beers that Grant drinks, you drink one. Right. These are 5% or so beers that I'm drinking.
1: Of Uh, course. Yeah. You're welcome to drink higher alcohol beers, but that's... Really not recommended.
0: However, if you want to achieve gold medal status, you're going to have to do that. It's the only way to do it. Silver medal status, of course, is the 5%ers, like Grant's drinking. But if you want to be a real, real tough guy... It's, it's the high but alcohol But make sure beers. you're in
1: a safe place yeah. and you're not going to drive and all that stuff. Yeah, all the
0: legal things we were supposed to say. Yeah. And also, we don't want you to get hurt or hurt anyone. Yeah. We mean that. We
1: genuinely mean that. Yeah, of yeah. course.
0: We, we don't have enough listeners. <laughs> um, of course. We can't afford also, to lose even one. <laughs> there's also the platinum level, just to mention it, which at least our buddy Mitch Towner does. We know that. He listens to the show at twice the speed and drinks along with Grant. That is That's impressive. just not fair. He's... Try not to kill yourself doing that one. People. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, so the show is, of course, going to be split into four quarters today, anyway. We're going to do a uh, lot of things going on in the sports world. We're going to talk about all of them. We're going to do a little who done good, who fucked up. And, of course, we're going to wrap it all up with Let the Drunk Fix It, where that's... I pose sports dilemmas to Grant as he is his drunkest. That That's the good one. Yeah, that's the part You might as well just...
1: You, who cares about the rest?
0: I mean, we've we considered several times just having the whole By show By the way, just
1: for, for those who are truly drinking along with Grant, I... If oh, yeah. you don't know already, I always start the show on my third beer. I have two yeah. before the beer uh, before the show starts, <laughs> two before the beer starts. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how you do it right. Yep, one if you're bronze medal.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you should be on your third or your second beer, and here we go. So, Grant, actually, a lot of sad news in the sports yeah, world this, this is, week.
1: Drunk Sports usually is a show about levity and having fun with sports. It's kind of tough this week. The it's first, r- the first quarter week.
0: The first quarter is going to be, at least the beginning of the first quarter, is definitely going to be not so much levity. Jose Fernandez, 24-year-old, big-time pitcher for the uh, Miami Marlins, died in a boating accident on, uh, what, Monday? Uh, sometime before 3 a.m. Sunday morning, actually. Uh, he and two other folks died. It was Fernandez's 32 foot fishing boat that capsized. Uh, he actually invited friends, uh, from the Marlins to, uh, come on the trip and they turned him down. And that's why he invited these other two guys who ultimately died with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Really kind of sad. Fernandez an interesting guy in that he somewhat transcended the sport a little bit, at least in Florida. Uh, much, much loved, more so than you would think, uh, considering he's a baseball player. Not to put down <laughs> baseball players, but he had an inc- He was sixteen and eight with a two point five eight ERA, so he was pitching tremendously well for the Marlins. But he was also really loved, and people who didn't care about the
1: Marlins cared about him. Right? People believed that he could still win the Cy Young Award. Yeah, he had the uh, best WAR in baseball. Yep. That's of course. Go ahead. The wins wins against replacement, which is uh, advanced stat to show your quality versus somebody that you could pick up off the street who would be like a free agent baseball player. Yeah,
0: it's actually wins above replacement. Uh, But you're a little drunk. You're above replacement. You've had a few beers already. It's no problem. Um, Yeah, um, outfielder Marcel Ozuna told the Miami Herald, "quote He told me if I didn't hear from him by 10 a.m. to call him and wake him up so he could get back to the ballpark on time for the game." I told him, yeah, no problem. I'll call you. I woke up Sunday, and that's when I found out I cried and cried. This is depressing. They had a a game yesterday in Miami, and it was sort of the Jose Fernandez Memorial game, and the Marlins hit a two-run home run in the ninth to win the game, and the guy who hit the home run was crying as he rounded the bases. I mean, it's really sad. That's quite a story. Yeah. So
1: anything you want to say about this? Beyond it sucks. I mean, it really does suck. And yeah. That's basically the most of what I want to say about this. I don't want to go on any sort of diatribe and, and politicize this at all in any way. You yeah. know, it's just a sad story. A 24 year old died in a boating accident. I mean, that, that sucks. I mean, I
0: will say this and not to maybe, maybe I'm going to do the wrong thing here, but whatever. Uh, it is always interesting to me how. Now, this is a sports show, so of course we're going to talk about the sporting guy in this. But the public at large generally we really notice when famous people die and not so much when non-famous people die.
1: Well... I mean, that's what fame
0: is. Right? Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. like, two other people died too, and we haven't mentioned their names. And that's that. We could, you could say that's on us, and fair enough. But it's it's an interesting dynamic that takes place. You know, yeah. like I, we're only talking about this one guy. We don't know anything about these other two guys.
1: You know, I, I mean, I guess I said I wasn't going to politicize it, but I guess this is a slight politicization of it. Yeah, go. Is that a, is that a word, politicization? It is now. Uh, no, okay, it's it never now. been. Okay, so on. I was researching this a little bit before the show, and I found uh, two separate. Papers in Miami or that area, both that thought that what was to blame might be the boating regulations in Florida. Really? That Florida has the most lax boating regulations by far in the US. It has twice the the boating accidents of the second most state, which is California.
0: That is shocking to me. I yeah. didn't know anything about that. Now I imagine a lot of people are boating in both Florida and yeah. California compared to most other states. Yeah, that's though.
1: why. I mean, of course the amount of boating is a big deal, but I didn't actually get deep into the stats and stuff, yeah. but uh, it looked like it just uh, per capita basis, it also had the most accidents. So it, it has something to do with the boating regulations, according to these papers. Hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, another just weird thing about it was apparently people tried to talk both Fernandez and Fernandez's friends about going out on this trip f- for some reason, and they all said, no, 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 it'll be fine. And it didn't work out. That's weird.
1: One more weird Hurry thing up. before yeah. we, we should probably wrap this up with something that's not just weird about it, but Great. Be, being cool about it. Sure. But, Um, I saw a story that there's a bag of baseballs signed by Jose Fernandez washed ashore a mile from the boating accident. The bag also contained his checkbook. Huh. So I don't understand what that is. I mean, they were just with him, I guess. I guess guess that was all just with him. I don't know why he had
0: signed baseballs with him. You know, like you're coming home from wherever you are. You just have them, and you just... I guess he was afraid they'd get stolen, so he brought them with him instead instead of leaving him in his car or something like that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Anyway, sad, sad story. It's really
1: sad. I mean, especially... He was 24 years old. I mean... It's It's awful.
0: It's also like, you know, someone who's sort of like... About as good as his life could have gone, it was going, right? I mean, he's an all-star yeah. pitcher. He's might wealthy and going to be really—he's he's, going to be super wealthy, like, in, in a year or two, whenever he's a free agent, right? For sure. This is his, it's currently his fourth year in the major, so he's probably about to sign a really big deal. And when, by big, I mean humongous, right? If you're a great young pitcher— Yeah, baseball has no salary cap. It's like 20-some-odd million a year. It's like you're a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was he was already doing fine, I'm sure, but— you know, adulation, loved by everybody. I mean, it's a tough story. It's, all right. It's really rough. Let's move on to another guy who died. Yeah, great. Different, but at least not no, really uplifting, no, least, uh, uplifting nothing, stuff nothing, this week. Nothing on nice drunk sports. This is the last sort of really sad thing Then everything else is more fun. Arnold Palmer died Sunday afternoon of complications from heart problems. He was admitted to the hospital on Thursday for some cardiovascular work and weakened over the last few
1: days. Arnold Palmer, of course, you know, considered one of the great golfers of all time. 87 years old. That is correct. 87 years old. So, uh, I mean, it's it's always sad when somebody dies, but not as tragic as no. the Jose Fernandez story.
0: No, a lot of 87-year-olds die. That's sort of yeah. at least a more natural thing, right? right? He got to live his life. That's pretty cool. Arnold Palmer, just to put him in perspective a little bit, you know how many wins this guy had on the just twelve wins? 95. Very close. 62 huh. PGAs, seven majors. And listen to the run he had. He won the Masters in 58. In 1960, he won the Masters and the U.S. Open. 61, the Open Championship. 62, the Masters and the Open Championship. 64, the Masters. That's and pretty good. That's pretty good. That's like Tiger Woods at his, at his very height, essential, right. that level of dominance. Which he you...
1: was good, but the thing about Arnold Palmer that was different, and I'm not a golf guy at all. No, me either. But he was a cultural icon as well Absolutely. in a way that people like Tiger Woods are not exactly. I mean, Tiger Woods pretty big cultural icon. He, he is, but Arnold Palmer for kind of different reasons. I'm I, like, I'm, Yeah. Arnold Palmer has a drink named after him. Yep, you know that. That's uh, everybody knows that. That's fun.
0: Yep, no alcohol in it though. You can't drink the Arnold Palmers while you're doing drunk you sports.
1: Act, you absolutely can. You can. There are alcoholic Arnold Palmers okay. everywhere. It's fine. For some reason, very difficult for me to say the name Arnold Palmer. That is odd. Yeah, it is odd. Uh, he also was kind of like the Confucius of golf. He had a lot of inspirational golf quotes yeah. that apparently were well-circulated in the golf community. He was
0: known as the king. Him, yeah. Jack Nicklaus, and Gary Player really uh, made golf what it is today because when TV started happening in what the 50s and 60s, those guys were on top. And not so much Gary Player, I think, but Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer were the two guys who were just like, made for TV in a lot of ways. They, were,
1: they made it look fun, right? They were like, having a good time, kind of having a camaraderie. Yeah, and... they were gentlemen, but they still had a huge rivalry against yeah. each other. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah, very respectable career, obviously. Yeah. and, and not,
0: not the best golfer of all time. I don't think anyone would argue that, but one of the greats. Hall of Famer.
1: He may not be the best golfer of all time, but I think he may be the most culturally relevant golfer of all time just due to his, his impact outside of golf in that he just kind of – had this whole persona that people really were attracted to.
0: <laughs> I'm going to argue that Tiger Woods probably more culturally relevant, but it's hard to know. Yeah, and I don't know how we would measure that unless That's I get into a big fight over a
1: it. really, do- a really tough metric.
0: Yeah, and you know we have better, much more interesting things to fight yeah. about, which are not about someone you know who's no yeah. longer with anyway, us. Anyway, so. very sad. Yeah, let's move on. To okay, no more the sadness. End, the end of the sadness has happened. There was another guy who stopped playing, but nobody died. We're happy to say, Kevin Garnett retired. This uh, week. He was a 1995 McDonald's All American when, did I say All American with a G? Well, that's uh,
1: just a country that's just right next to America. (laughs) That's
0: why he could never play on the Olympic team. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, he did play on the Olympic team and won a gold medal in 2000, but whatevs. He was a National Player of the Year as as the high schooler. He entered the 1995 NBA draft. He was the first player in 20 years selected directly out of high school,
1: went fifth overall to the T Wolves. That was after uh, Darnell Duncan or.
0: Definitely not Darnell Dawkins. You're thinking of Daryl Dawkins. Daryl Dawkins. Um, also DD. Moses Malone came out, uh, yeah. out of high school and dominated. So um, just to put Kevin Garnett's career in retrospective, and then we'll talk a little bit about him. Nine-time All NBA player. That's pretty good. Twelve-time All Defensive Player. Fifteen-time All Star. That's really good. Yep. Also, as we said, won the gold medal in 2000. Won the MVP in 2004. Won the title in 2008. So it's pretty good stuff, man.
1: So I think obviously this is the most relevant thing we're going to talk about here with with Kevin Garnett. Kevin Mm -hmm. Garnett and Tim Duncan retire in the same summer. Yes, that's right. So we need to compare them. That needs to happen. I agree. I agree. Let's do because, it because I mean <clears throat> I think generally speaking, Tim Duncan is considered to be a, the better overall career player.
0: I mean, Tim Tim Duncan absolutely had a better career than Garnett, right? I mean, Tim Duncan won five titles, I believe, and Garnett won one. That right. matters if you're going to measure NBA. it in titles, for sure. It, also, regular season wins, all any kind of winning metric. Uh, Duncan has him left There are, right. of course, confounding variables. Of course. I mean, Tim Duncan
1: had Greg Popovich for his entire career.
0: He also had Tony Parker for a lot of it. Manu Ginobili. Yeah, he, Manu. He came in and David Robinson was already there. They won a title together in the beginning, as opposed to Garnett, who was by himself in Minnesota for many, many years. So I
1: got I got some stats here. I can compare Tim Duncan to KG. And Good. Uh, Of course, they're both instant Hall of Famers. Oh, uh, they're both no, first-ball Hall of Famers. No, no, no question. question. All right. So for Kevin Garnett's career, he played so many games because he came out of high school and he played right. 40 he played That's four, 1462 games
0: because Duncan played all four years at a Wake Forest yeah. before he came out for, just because he wanted to really
1: KG averaged just under 50% shooting from for his career yep. which is pretty good considering he did take some outside shots
0: oh he took a lot of outside shots yeah. In fact.
1: almost 80% from the line for his career yep he's a great shooter and yep. a great passer by the way 10 rebounds on the dot 3.7 assists which is pretty cool he actually, aver- I have him averaging eleven
0: rebounds, eleven point three rebounds a game. I actually. got my stuff
1: from ESPN.
0: I got my stuff from Basketball Reference. Anyway, let's not worry about it. Oh, yeah. Double digit rebounds.
1: Yeah, one point four blocks, one point three steals, seventeen point eight points, and that's for his career. A lot of those years were really down years. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean down years in terms. of uh, Oh, you mean the last few years of his yeah. career, yeah. which did so, count against him, right? It dragged it, it dragged him down a bit. He yeah. was probably averaging twenty points a game. You know. When he
1: was still on the Celtics, I would say, you know, like for his career anyway. Tim Duncan's career numbers are better. He yeah. averaged more blocks, slightly more rebounds, free throw percentage not as good, field goal percentage about the same, uh, sl- a couple more points. It's like really close. Well, how many more blocks did he average? He averaged 2.2 blocks for his career where KG averaged 1.4. So that's a, that's a significant difference. Right. Right, but I think another really cool thing to look at is their MVP years. Duncan had two in a row, and then KG had one MVP year to see, like, who do you think had a better MVP year? Okay. All right, so let me give you KG's MVP year stats, and uh, you'd be thrilled to have this guy on your team, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) He was an MVP, I would hope so. He played all 82 games. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Shot 50% from the field, 79% from free throw, 13.9 rebounds. Yeah. Five assists. Yeah, he was a great power forward. He that that was actually low for him in that period during his he had nine straight years in Minnesota where he had similar stats to this. Yeah, uh, uh, 2.2 blocks, 1.5 steals, which is incredible for a power forward, and 22.2 points.
0: I mean, Garnett put up, like you said, seasons like this every year. They finally gave him the MVP because Sam Cassell joined the T Wolves and they went from barely making the playoffs to um being one of the best teams in the uh, Western conference. Yeah. Right. And so everyone's like, Oh my God. And they finally won a playoff series. I think, and all that, I think they won the playoff series. Um, But yeah. So, so that's what happens. You know, your team has to be good enough. You have to win 50 some odd games to even be considered for MVP. So I finally was, here's my question to you as we're comparing these two guys, let's say for two things, I need two variables to what we normally have or two different things. Number one, Garnett doesn't get hurt in 2008 because midway through the 2008 season, with the Celtics, he'd already won a title. The Celtics were bulldozing everybody, and Garnett was the best player on the team. And he jumped up in a game up against the Dallas Mavericks. No one was near him, and in midair, he he like reached for his knee, came down. It was a non-contact, not even touching the ground injury. And he was never the same again. He missed the rest of the season. He came back and was pretty good, but it wasn't the way it was. The Celtics, I think, would have been huge favorites to win the title that year. Quite possibly the next year as well. They were bulldozing everybody. They were winning you know, by 15 to 20 points, much better than the year before. Um, so if he doesn't get hurt and the Celtics win, let's say, three in a row, do people still think? Because I think overall people agree Tim Duncan is a better player. Yeah. Like, would people still say that? That's question number one. I have a second one, too, though. That's tough
1: to, I mean, can you remember? Can you anchor yourself back to 2008 and remember how people felt about those two guys then? No. Before the injury? I
0: mean, everyone thought Tim Duncan was amazing, and everyone thought Kevin Garnett was really damn good, too. I mean, I don't know. The big argument back then was Nowitzki versus Garnett, actually, because Nowitzki had won the MVP oh, right. one of those years also. Um, and because they had just won the title, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Dirk Nowitzki is one of the 20 best players of all time. You know, when people weren't even talking about that up until now. Well, that's then. ridiculous, by the way. Okay, here's a second question for you, because that's a little tough to know. Here's the second question. Also, of course, we can't really know, but let's try and answer it. Let's say these guys both stayed healthy. Oh, that was splashy. That, was,
1: that, that went everywhere. Yep, that's okay, though. There's uh, actually one-third of a beer left
0: in this beer. <laughs> that's not true at all. No, but, it's very full. Yeah, but there, that's beer number four. Um, so let's say Garnett was on the Spurs his whole career. And Duncan took the career path that Garnett had. Garnett was—I'm sorry. Duncan was taken—let me try that again. Garnett was on the Spurs (laughs) his whole career. Duncan was on the Minnesota Timberwolves, went to the Celtics, and moved on to the Nets and so on and so forth. No one got hurt. Would we be saying that
1: Kevin Garnett is the best power forward of all time? I mean, it's possible. The the real question lies in this, I guess. I I think the heart of what you're asking is— Who is truly more talented or who was truly more talented? Right. And is opportunity the thing that changed it to make it kind of a consensus thing that Duncan had a better career? Right. right? And clearly Duncan had better opportunity. He ended up on the best team in basketball for that period of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, they tanked for him as opposed to the Spurs were really good and David Robinson got hurt and they just tanked and got lucky and got the number one overall pick. While the T-Wolves were terrible. And got the number five pick and took Garnett. I mean, it really not the same. And then
1: they had Popovich, who is right. the Belichick of basketball.
0: Absolutely. And they also got lucky. They got Tony Parker at like, 29th overall in one of the drafts. They got Ginobili in the second round. Who, I mean, these guys, you know, were massive,
1: massive hits in the drafting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Garnett probably had more talent than Duncan, at his peak at least. Garnett was certainly a better athlete than Duncan. Yes. right? Yes. Um, uh, Duncan certainly was, had the, fun, the big fundamental. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the thing.
0: Duncan played as well as you can play for what he had, right? Physically, I would say,
1: essentially. Yes, right? yes. Um, the and he had a lot is, of help along the way, being on the Spurs and having Popovich as a right. coach.
0: Also, if Duncan was had Pop as his coach the whole way, maybe he's got more fundamentals. So, not that he had you mean, problems You mean Garnett. You said Duncan. Boy, I keep mixing these guys up because they're so good. <laughs> they're, they're all so good. Yeah, if KG was on the Spurs, maybe he would have had a better career and would have played a little better because he would have had better coaching.
1: All right, so are these two guys both top five power forwards of all time? Yes. Okay.
0: Are they both top three power forwards of all time? Who else is in the conversation? Let's do it. Um, Carl Malone. Nowitzki is not even close, right? I don't think Nowitzki is is in front of either one of these guys. Yeah, Carl Malone. Um, Larry Bird was a power forward. He was a power forward. I thought he was a small forward. I mean, it depended on the time and the day, you know? He played both. He was 6'10". He rebounded a lot. He did shoot some threes, but it wasn't the way it was now. Okay. Couldn't play defense. You could play him at the four or the or the three, really. I don't know if we can count Larry Bird as
1: a power forward. Okay, that's fine. We yeah. don't have to. Let's not. Because if we can, then he's clearly a, like I mean he's not clearly ahead of both of those guys, but he's going to be at least in between them.
0: Okay, no, let's let's not. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could ever put Kevin McHale ahead of these guys. That's ridiculous. McHale is great, but you can't do yeah. that. Is there any other legit I mean Charles Barkley isn't isn't in this conversation.
1: Charles right? Barkley is really really cool though. Oh, He's can't. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> He's not
0: good. I mean he won zero titles, it never he won one MVP, which I mean I know KG won I mean only he is the one. best
1: nickname of all time.
0: The Round Mound of Rebound. The Round Mound of Rebound. That's a really good really good nickname for yep. sure. I don't know if I can come up with anyone else at least in the era that since I've been watching basketball which is like early 80s on who is comparable to these two players. So these, though, yeah. sorry, these three players, including Malone. So who's number one? Is Malone ahead of these guys or not? Malone won two MVPs, never won a title, uh, had John Stockton on his team the whole time.
1: I think it goes Duncan, Malone, Garnett.
0: Boy, you could sort of put these guys in a hopper, and whoever you pull out, it, it's. Reasonable, I feel like they're right? really close. Yeah, yeah they're all so close. I don't even. I don't think it matters. Like we, whoever we, I, I don't. I think, I think Malone is the worst of the three. But maybe that's not fair to Karl Malone. I, I feel not. like he. he was such a bad player when things were on the line compared to these other guys. Like Garnett won a title and played well, you know, in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: obviously, Duncan won lots of titles and played well. Watching Malone play in the playoffs against the Bulls, which you may remember as a young Bulls fan. I, I do
1: remember that, barely. Here's what I remember
0: Carl Malone was terrible. He was the MVP. He was terrible in games one and two. Then they were down 2 0, and all the pressure was off. He played great. Then he was terrible in game four, so then they were down three to one. The pressure was off. He played great again. This happened in consecutive years as the MVP. This was the same pattern with Carl Malone. So you're saying Malone time is the opposite of Lillard time. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm saying. Like, holy moly, Carl Malone. Like, as soon as he thinks like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. He was fine, but it's when he he just was clearly like thinking about everything, missing layups, missing really easy shots for him over and over in the finals. So I gotta give it to I'm gonna put him third, but whatever. It's that's close.
1: that's I mean I think you, I have to defer to you. I was a bit too young to really see what Karl Malone was doing. Yeah, you know I, I just watched basketball as an 11 year old basically at that point. So what what do I know? I mean whatever. I was a little older. One more thing about Kevin Garnett. Yeah, uh, or maybe two. Who knows? Kevin Garnett interesting guy not just interesting basketball player absolutely i i mean so my favorite moment maybe in the past 10 years of the nba is when he made glenn big baby davis cry on the <laughs> sidelines oh yeah this that is, is great. incredible yeah glenn baby baby davis is what six eight like 320 pounds or something, something like that yeah this gigantic athlete very athletic for that size human obviously he's the nba he was a starter for a lot of his career and not really you know, a borderline starter. starter okay um rotation player. I mean he, he had some bad plays and Garnett yelled at him until he cried because he was on the same team as Garnett.
0: Yeah, they were it was on the Celtics. Yeah. They were both on the Celtics and you could I mean if you don't know what we're talking about, you just type in Big Baby Davis cries on YouTube and you will see it. And he is openly crying in front of the world he weeping. and does it for a while. He's I just mean weeping. it's not like one second and he covers his face or anything. It's, it's amazing great.
1: because his name was already Big Baby before <laughs> that happened because of how he looks. <laughs> that's so, that, like it's so amazing. That
0: is actually not why he was called Big Baby, by the way. You just would assume that because he looks like he's a big baby running down. But that's actually not why. Oh, it's not? Nope. It's why? because when he was in high school, he was complaining about lots of things. And his coach said, don't be such a big baby. And the name stuck probably because of how he looks. But yeah. the name stuck as a result. But you he know, does look like a big baby. Speaking of that, Doc Rivers, you
1: know how he, how he got his nickname, Doc He is a medical doctor. He has (laughs) a degree from Harvard University, and he uh, is an oncologist.
0: That's correct. He's one of the best oncologists in the world. (laughs) Um, Actually, he was in high school also. He was at like a Nike ABCD camp, or the equivalent back then. And I think it was George Carl was running the camp, and Doc Rivers had a Bugs Bunny shirt on. You know Bugs Bunny always says, "What's up, Doc?" So George Carlin kept referring to him as Doc, and it stuck. And he's been Doc Rivers ever wow. since. Wow, that's incredible! That's crazy. Yeah, that, really that's, wacky.
1: That's pretty weird. KG also did some stuff that was kind of messed up, though. I want to bring that up a little. What? The quick, quickly, the thing with Charlie Villanueva. Come on,
0: that's fine. Is it? Isn't it? Should I describe it? And Go ahead. Let the audience. Let and... them
1: decide. Okay, so Charlie Villanueva. For those who don't know. Before you listen to this, maybe look at a picture of Charlie Villanueva. Or just,
0: you can explain okay. it to he's, he's Okay, he's, he's not a
1: good-looking man, and he's bald, and he has a certain look to him. And Kevin Carnett kept calling him cancer boy. No, he called him a cancer patient. Cancer patient. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. No,
0: that's because he's, he's got a shaved head. That's all. And he looked... Like... You, don't,
1: you don't look good in this, by the way, Jonathan. Wh- you, why? Current, you
0: say that's fine for you just to say that? I think it's fine trash talking to someone who you know is not a cancer patient when no one else can hear you. I think that's perfectly fine.
1: You don't think so? Charlie Villanueva didn't think it was fine. He
0: brought it out to the press. I know. That's kind of incredible. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like a Richie Incognito situation. Yeah. You know, they're not on the same team. It's not really bullying. He's just making fun of how he looks. I don't know. To me, that okay. didn't seem like so a So what that's
1: indicative of is that Garnett's trash talk yeah. was, was personal
0: and mean. <laughs> for sure. He was the biggest trash talker in the NBA for his entire career. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, one other thing I want to say about KG before we go is he's the only player in history to score 25,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, pass out 5,000
1: assists, get 1,500 steals, and 1,500 blocks. He had a versatility no one else has ever had. Wow. That's crazy. Is LeBron anywhere near that stuff? Because I feel like if if they're... I I mean, we might not have those numbers, but...
0: Actually, um, I don't have all those numbers, but KG was the first guy to do things like do those in a season, you know, like have a bunch of those really good numbers in a season. LeBron is the only other guy to have. Ever, ever done it and lebron's done it like four times i don't have those numbers in front of me but right. I, as i was researching the but if KG there's a candidate today, to also do that
1: i would think it would be lebron yeah considering absolutely.
0: his insane versatility the only thing yeah the blocks are a little tougher for him but everything yeah. else is i mean, you know he blocks like guards when they go for those
1: layups off he, he has the, the block, block as the most important play of his career yeah that's correct so there's that that is correct that should count for at least five blocks i mean wow i don't want to turn this into a lebron
0: thing can we take two seconds before we go away and end this quarter how Where where is LeBron
1: stand right now, top players of all time? I think that the finals really made a difference. Yeah, the, the no last question. two. The last two finals, in fact, not just the last finals. Yeah. Because th- those are two incredible performances by LeBron. Agreed. Especially considering, I mean, I know we've gone over this already in Drunk Sports 1 or 2, but LeBron leading every positive statistical category for the Cavs, mm-hmm. that's insane.
0: Yeah. Where like, does he stand all time to you right now?
1: Before, I mean, he still has more to do, but where is he right now? You know, i it's always hard for me to say that because it's hard for me to grade people from previous eras. Sure. Like, so can we say people from, you know, like the 70s on? Okay. Because I feel, I feel like before that it was almost a different game with different ways of winning.
0: It's really hard to do the, anything else than so that. So I'm, I'm going to
1: remove like the Wilt Chamberlain yeah. like 28 rebound season stuff.
0: Wilt Chamberlain's not in. Bill Russell's not in. Those are your two main guys. All right. So I think he's probably third. Behind, obviously, Michael Jordan and? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Okay, not unreasonable at all. Um, I actually have him ahead of Kareem at this point after those performances. So I think if you're doing the way you're doing it from the '70s on, I got him number two. Already. You think is Kareem number three for you? Magic Johnson? Nah, Magic's not there. I guess, it's, I guess Kareem probably is number three. Yeah. I mean, I would be... Shaq? Been, I mean, Shaq Shaq's incredible. in the top ten. Yeah. Um, I would also include... We, this should be its own subject, yeah, by the way. Yeah, this, is, doing, this is a ridiculous this is thing. time. Um, but just to finish this, I would probably include... I'd probably put Wilt number two, Bill Russell three, and, and uh, LeBron four and include those guys personally. Okay. But, you know, those, that's stuff to do. All right. Yeah. Let's end the quarter here. We'll come back. We're going to talk NFL. <laughs> this time around in quarter number two, we are going to talk about the NFL. You know what that is, Grant. It's the uh, National Fondling League. Close enough. It's the National Football League, my friend.
1: That's my second favorite NFL.
0: Yep. I understand you like the (laughs) National Fondling League a little better. Okay. Yeah. Fondling. You said fondling. Was that not implied? Um, No, you
1: said it directly. No, I mean that I like it better.
0: Oh, no, no. That was definitely implied. You're ruining my joke. I think the joke was ruined already, but whatevs. Hey, let's get into... think that. Yeah, I do. Let's get into um, all the stuff because a lot's going on. That's beer number six. So for those of you playing at home. And one on a break. Yep. Those of you playing at home, you got to be on to beer number three or, of course, six if you are better than the bronze. Okay. First of all, we have some breaking news in the NFL. This just came out just I don't know what a it little is bit yet. ago. Yeah, this is like less than an hour old, actually. J.J. Watt re-injures back. He's going to be out an extended period of time, possibly the rest of the season. It is expected that he is going to go on IR tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Wow. Apparently, he also talked about um, retiring in April because he's had so much back trouble. That's crazy. Yeah, so this may be it. We may have seen the
1: last of J.J. J. Watt. That is kind of insane because he's, I, I mean, of course, his career very short compared to many of the people I'm talking about. But yeah, one of the most
0: dominant defenders of all time. Yeah, and versatile yeah. as well. I mean, the guy could do it all. Maybe, maybe he still will again, but yeah, probably not. Yeah, maybe he will, but that's very sad because, man, that guy is so good. This is a tough week for drunk sports, man. Yeah. Everyone's, leaving this, everyone's leaving us.
1: I mean, I, I, think, I think I wanted this uh, little rant one other time on drunk sports, but I've always thought the most valuable player designation in the NFL was terrible. Yeah. Because really, if you're going to be honest about it, a quarterback should win it every time just because the value of the position is so much more than any other position. J.J. Watt should have won most valuable player two years, and I think it should be changed to most excellent player. Right. meaning that it's not the most valuable asset on your team but the most excellent at their position. Right. Right, maybe you can exclude kickers and punters, sorry, kickers and punters. Oh man, that's but, so brutal. I mean, it's I mean, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, w- wouldn't you agree that in probably in those two years JJ Watt was the best player in the NFL at his position? I mean, he's
0: certainly the best player at his position. Um, I don't know if he was the best player in the NFL or not, but he certainly was in the argument and then in the conversation for it. No question. Right, Aaron Rodgers and I, was pretty good those and years. And still
1: offensive linemen would get ignored because it's really hard to judge that. And but.
0: defensive, like a nose tackle. like well, The guys who we can do stats on are the guys who we reward. Right,
1: right fair enough. but. You watch a game with J.J. Watt in it when he's not injured, when he's at his peak. Yeah. that I mean, it's like watching LeBron James almost. He's just so dominant. Nobody, it's awesome. Nobody
0: can stop him. It's pretty awesome. By the way, cornerbacks and safety similar thing. Where it's yeah. just really, There's no metrics for those guys.
1: Yeah, okay. So I, it's not a perfect fix, but I yeah. think it's better than most valuable player. So you just want to change it so J.J. Watt can get the award. You That's dis- all this is well, about. No, do you disagree, though? No, I don't. Okay. I'm <laughs> just giving you trouble. But that would really be sad if his career was over. I mean um, I guess yeah. it's I'm good for him to retire if this is a thing like please go ahead and do that. I, we don't want you to have lifelong issues with this. I mean guess what? You probably already know. Yeah, yeah, it's the NFL. But it it, it'll get worse. It'll yeah. get it'll get worse. I mean it may flying. be so bad now that
0: it's too late. He may have actually blown it by not retiring already in April. I mean, I don't know anything about this except what I just read to you, but man, oh man. Oh, that sucks.
1: That sucks. That got, that's one of the best players. Also,
0: Houston who's 2 and 1? Oh, they did get blown out by the Pats, which is the next thing we're going to talk about anyway. Now loses got what has to be their best defensive player and a team that really doesn't have much going on offensively. They do have Lamar Miller, but Brock Osweiler looks kind of like trash, kind of like some hot garbage. He's getting paid $18 million a year, it's but It's kind still, of what everybody expected, like. right? Yeah.
1: Like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have overpaid. Like, Brian Hoyer is probably better than Brock Osweiler.
0: He's probably at least as good as him. They and had a lot Brian cheaper. Hoyer.
1: <laughs> they had him. They could yep. have kept him.
0: You know that one bad game? Yep. Messed up everything. All right, but let's, let's actually transition from talking about the Houston Texans to their opponents on Thursday night. The New England Patriots, who with a 27-0 pounding with Jacoby Brissett, third-string quarterback, third-round draft pick rookie this year, just they just owned them. They well, ran all over them. It was a piece of cake.
1: I would assume J.J. Watt wasn't right for that game. First I, would, I
0: would assume he wasn't. But yeah. having said that, the Patriots were uh, basically a coin flip to win this game, uh, according to Vegas, anyway. They were minus one. They were giving a point. But what does this tell you about the Patriots overall and Bill Belichick in your mind? Anything?
1: I'm going to go a direction you don't want me to go. I don't care. That's, I mean, you don't want it because Jonathan is a Patriots fan, and he can't handle the pain. I think I know what you're going to say, but let's see if I'm right. I want, I want to see if you're right first. Well, you say it. You're going <laughs> to say that
0: Brady is, is not as good as... No, we okay, that's then. not what I'm going to say. Good job. What is I, it?
1: I think Brady might be... Too old to be good anymore. That's possible still. I mean he was really good last year. Yeah, but you know, there's a you saw Peyton Manning last year. Stuff happens. Yeah, so so that could happen to Brady. But that's not that's not my point at all. What's your point? Maybe we get to I think the Patriots are good. I think Bill Belichick is a great coach. I don't I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I've decided I'm against that. OK, uh, based on a little bit of research, not really much at all. Oh, look at you. All right. What are you? There's no it's Go all ahead. it's all grant opinion research, basically. <laughs> but OK, so let's take a look at last year. All right. Yeah. So they started 10 and 0 last year. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. Sure. Then they lost to the Broncos yep. in overtime in week 12. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos beat them in the playoffs. Right. The, the Broncos currently have a better quarterback than they had last year.
0: I don't know if that's really fair to say through three games, but they certainly have. They've been getting reasonable quarterback. It's
1: a lot harder to have a worse quarterback than a better quarterback. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So that's point one. It's not a big point, but the Patriots started amazingly last year, ten and zero, and then they went two and four for the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Two and four.
0: Yeah, that's not good. They did. I mean, then they went to the playoffs and made the AFC Conference uh, Championship and lost to the Broncos when they had a chance to tie the game with like ten seconds left. right. Right. Okay, it's so like, let's examine the teams. Pretty good. Right? Let's examine
1: the teams they've beaten. And well, I know this yeah. is without Gronk and without Brady, and that's what everybody likes to qualify with, which is fair. I think it's that's fair. It's a fair qualification. Yeah. But, okay, so. Let's examine them. All right, last week with we Houston, definitely a shellacking. Yes. Definitely their defense showed how good it was, but maybe Houston's offense is just really bad. I mean, Houston's offense ain't great, that's for sure, but they were 2 and 0.
0: It yeah. isn't like they were 0-2 coming in and now they're 0-3. They were 2-0. Okay. They were undefeated. That is
1: by far their most impressive win. It's a very impressive win. I don't think it's their most impressive win. I, I think their most impressive win is at Arizona. Disagree. Why? Arizona is not good. Wow. You really think so? I think Arizona is not good this year. I think Arizona's eight 8-8 eight this year at best. You're insane. You're let's, a crazy person. Bet- why, why do you think that? <laughs> Look at how they look. I'm just going based on what they look like. When you say what they look like, are you talking about their record? Because they're one and two? I think that's a big factor. I think they missed a
0: field goal with like one second to go against the Patriots, otherwise, they'd be two and one. Does yeah, that not mean the to you? bad,
1: bad Patriots who don't have any of their players. The
0: bad, bad patriots who maybe aren't bad, bad. See, it's weird. You're saying the Patriots are terrible and you're and you're not terrible. I'm sorry. You're saying the Patriots aren't great. I'm not the saying reason, they're terrible at all. You're right. No, you're right. You're saying they're not great, and your evidence is that they haven't beaten anyone. But one of the teams that they beat on the road is Arizona, who went to the um Western Conference Finals last year. Western pe-
1: Conference well, Finals. You know what
0: I mean. I'm in the NBA still, because we were talking about Kevin Garnett. The NFC Championship. I think I already did that once before, too, in the same thing when I was talking about the Pats and the Broncos. But anyway, the Western Conference Finals. Um, this is, I think you're being crazy right now. So you think, you think the Arizona Cardinals are going to finish eight wins or worse? I'll take it in half and under. No, no, no. You, I'll give you eight as a chop. Wow,
1: wow. So you
0: really aren't I'll confident. give you eight as a chop. And um, no problem. See, with losing okay. record, you win. Eight's a chop. Winning record, I win. Yeah, you got a deal. Great. That's bet number two. We got to figure out what these bets are for. Yeah. That's what we got to do. There's humiliation at the end of that. Yeah, we're going to humiliate
1: ourselves, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Some Big, way. Time. Big of, time humiliation. <laughs>
1: whoever loses the most bets, we'll figure that out.
0: All right. So, that's that's going on our little ledger, though. That's bet number two. We have a bet about the All Eagles. All right. So, I think,
1: well. so my point is yeah. everybody kind of said it was amazing that the Patriots beat the Cardinals in Week One, and it did yeah. feel amazing. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe, okay. maybe the Cardinals aren't actually that good this year. I think that's possible. I think David Johnson is a transcendent running back. He's a very, very good running back. I don't know if Carson Palmer is that good. It's hard to tell. He struggled in Buffalo this weekend, that's for sure. And the defense is touted, but is it that good? I mean, like Patrick Peterson is good. That's true. Calais Campbell is probably pretty good.
0: Yeah. What, yeah. About, what about the Honey Badger? He's all right.
1: Yeah, he's good, but he's coming off a torn ACL. That's
0: true. But yeah. shouldn't he get better then as the season goes on? Not worse? Unless he re-injures it. Okay, yeah. but like he's probably going to be slower at the beginning and better as, as he gets his strength.
1: Yeah, back. maybe. I mean, it's possible their defense comes back to what it was, yeah. but
0: it's not what it was yet. Um I mean the Patriots you know scored 17 points it isn't like they ran all over them the With Bills With Jimmy Garoppolo
1: playing like for the first time really ever except for garbage time but maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is good he looked great against the Dolphins in the first half Even too Even speaking of the Dolphins yeah. the Patriots beat the Dolphins by 7
0: yeah, the Patriots were up, I believe, like 33-7 on the Dolphins, weren't they? Yeah, but the and Dolphins... Then, and then Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. They brought in their rookie third-string, third-round quarterback. And, yes, they came back because suddenly the Patriots couldn't score the ball. But, like, really? you're gonna... I, don't, I don't know what your point is here. So is Jimmy Garoppolo good or bad? If he's I... good, that means then arizona you can't shoot on Arizona so much. If he's bad, then how... how I, I don't know what any of your points are. Your points are crazy. Wow. Well, I'm coming after you. Well,
1: I suppose you might be a bit angrier than you... Otherwise, would be if this was another team we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm taking this a little
0: more personally than I otherwise.
1: I'm trying to go anti. I'm trying to go like anti-consensus right now. That's kind of. Do you have a reason to, or are you just doing it to do it? Because I don't think Arizona is that impressive. Okay, and I think without without taking into account the Texans, it's not that impressive the way they've won so far.
0: So, um, one of the ways that teams, or one of the ways people measure how good a team really is, is point differential. Right. So like, you, yes. you add up all the points you scored have been scored against you and you see what that number is. And that's not not certainly the only factor, but a good way to get a sense of okay. how good a team is. Right. Why are you making that face? I, right? I
1: just know they're just going to spout some bullshit right now. Let's go. Bring what, it on.
0: What do you think the point? Bring differential Bring on the, is? the, I'll look the up. lukewarm bullshit. I'll, I'll look, no, no I, I'm, no, I don't know. I will look this up after you take your guess. So what do you think the Arizona Cardinals point differential is on the year? Because I bet it's not that bad. Minus eight? Yeah, actually, I knew what it was. That was a trick question. It's plus six. They've outscored their opponents. They're just one and two because they missed a field goal at the end of the game. Come on. Leave them alone, man. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. What was
1: Carson Palmer's stat line last year? Or last week? It was very bad.
0: (laughs) It was horrible. Um, We'd have to look it up. We're not going to do it right now. But he certainly did not throw any touchdowns.
1: All right. So we got two bets so far. Yeah. I don't remember what the first one was. It's about the Eagles. It's about the Eagles. Now how many wins are they gonna get? Yeah, I'm gonna lose that bet for yeah, sure. You're gonna lose. So this bet now is I'm taking Arizona under eight and a half. Under eight. eight. Eight is a chop. That's what we decided. I know you're a little drunk, but that's fine, fine, fine. Okay. I also want to take a Patriots bet with you. Okay, good. What's that? What do you what do you said is the line for wins for the Patriots? Twelve. I'll take the under. Okay. All right. Done. You got we got three bets. Yeah, We so, don't have to shake. It's all good. Yeah, what's going to happen, and we don't know what it's going to be yet, but I think I can kind of say what's going to happen is at the end of this NFL season, we're going to have a, a multitude of bets. Yeah. Whoever loses the, the most bets, you know, we, we're going to have a point system of some type. We're not really sure how it's going to work yet. But there will be a very embarrassing video made. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. There's going to be at least one very embarrassing video. We also may do it like do it by um like thirds of the season or something like that cuz the NFL season's so long. Are we going to really wait till January before some of these bets get paid off? That's too long. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, let's let's continue on talking about some other, oh, let me ask you one quick question before we move on off the Patriots. So, some people are saying the Patriots being 3 and 0 looking so good. Bill Belichick is now in a lot of people's minds. A lot of people are already saying this, but more are saying this now, the best coach of all time. Where do you, Patriots hater, stand on that?
1: I'm not a Patriots hater. I just Found a, a couple things that didn't look right to me, yeah, and made me decide the Patriots aren't as good as people are saying right now. Sure, um, I think he's definitely in the conversation. I I couldn't disagree with that, but I don't know enough about NFL coaching and how it works. Like, can you put him ahead of of like ancient coaches? Are we talking about like just about modern everybody. era? You know, you everyone. Know? George so, Hallis,
0: buddy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's
1: like George, George right. Hallis was the owner. All right, he let's
0: was. not spend any more time on this. We've yeah. got a lot of other ground yeah. to cover here. Let's get okay. into it. let's do that. The Vikings are 3-0. They have a plus 24-point differential. It's very impressive. It's the fifth best in the NFL. There's a few cracks in that armor, though, even though there are some Minnesota Vikings fans who I know are listening to this. Uh, Sam Bradford, through two games, has only three passing touchdowns, and they cannot run the ball to save their lives. My question to you is, can they keep winning games with turnovers and no offense, which is basically what they've been doing so far?
1: Well, I think it's kind of the question, is the Denver Broncos system from the last year, from 2015, is that something that winning teams can actually accomplish on a regular basis? Yeah, that's a good question. Because they were a great team last year. They they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they had a pretty bad offense because their quarterback was complete dog shit. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bradford is better than any quarterback the Broncos had last year. Agreed. And they lost Adrian Peterson, Minnesota did. Yep. But it seems like their offensive line is bad enough. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. Like, no matter what, the running backs are going to be just screwed. Like, it's going <laughs> to be a real tough time for the running backs. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. So, with no offense, they, I, I mean, I mean they, they seem to have the
0: best events in the NFL right now. They seem to have a damn good defense for sure. Yeah. I mean, while Denver won last year, the overall NFL trend over the last 10, 15 years has really been no, a team like this doesn't win the title. Like, it's happened a few times. Trent Dilfer won with the uh, Ravens back yeah. in the day, and this Brad Johnson with the Buccaneers? Brad Johnson was a good offensive quarterback when they won. Okay. They were good. But they the Buccaneers defense
1: on was the best defense in the NFL. But, but they relied
0: on Brad Johnson offensively, and he, and he was good. He was very, very good. Okay. So it's not, it's not a fair comparison. Um, there really hasn't been any other really bad quarterbacks who have won the title in a long time. I don't know if Sam Bradford is in the same category as last year Peyton Manning. I don't know that he is either. But I mean, we're talk- But so far, he hasn't shown a whole lot. I know they're winning, so it's easy to sort of gloss over. Sam Bradford's playing great. He's not really playing that great yet. Now maybe he will, but he hasn't done it very much in his career, and he hasn't done it so much this year. They're just three and zero anyway because right. people keep turning the ball over. I'm just wondering if it's going to keep going. I-, I don't think it's going to work out super well for the Vikes. I don't. I think. I do think they'll win the <laughs> NFC North. I'm going to say that. I still don't think so. I say no. All right, I guess we're gonna bet again. Bet number four. All right, we're gonna keep track of all these. We're definitely gonna. We have to figure out what we well, what this is. Yeah, for. We'll, this is, we'll define this all, this all. There have a, to be. There has to be real stakes on these. On bets. a future drunk sports
1: episode, we will define this.
0: And when we say stakes, like it's got to matter. It's got to really matter. We can't just say these bets and not like have like somebody's losing a toe for yeah, sure. But yeah, no digits. Digits by the end of the season, someone loses a digit. Yeah, that that sounds right. Okay, by that I mean a year off your life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, rolling on, uh, Seattle beat San Francisco. That is the 49ers 38 to 17. They're up 30 to 3 at one point. Seattle finally looks good. First time all season really. They uh, squeaked out against a win against who? against the 49ers. They squeaked out a win against Miami. They lost in a not very close one to the Rams in week 2. Yeah. So, what do we think? Is this enough
1: to say that Seattle's back just because they have a big win? I don't know what back means for Seattle. They're one of the more enigmatic teams over the past couple of years because their Super Bowl year, they were great the entire year. Yes. But they've the other years they've had have been great years as well, but there's always been down periods during those years. The last three seasons
0: have all had slow starts for the yeah. Seattle team. That's weird.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. Maybe so, it's just unlucky though. It might just be random variants. Who knows? But it might be something to do with Pete Carroll's coaching methods where, like, eventually they, they figure it out and get better and it takes longer for some reason. I have no huh, idea. Maybe. I mean, yep. they have a lot of
0: veterans. Russell Wilson finally looked good before he got hurt. But now he's hurt. And I mean, it's you a, mean, you mean hurt again? He was already hurt when he got yeah, hurt. His, yeah, his ankle yeah. got even more hurt. That's true. Uh, they're saying they think he's going to play this week, but he may not. But either way, yeah, they're going to need him to be their Russell, is, the really good Russell Their Wilson. defense
1: is still really good. Yeah. Yeah. So but,
0: but the thing that makes them special is that they combine that with one of the better quarterbacks in the league, right? Right.
1: Yeah. I think Russell Wilson I, unless I mean I, there could just be a lot of misinformation, but it seems like within a couple of weeks he'll be back to normal. Yeah. So, I I don't know if they're back back, but whatever that means, I don't really know what that means because it took to the second half of the season last year before they were really back. But then they got blown out so badly in the playoffs. I mean, it's just one game. I mean, that was a crazy blowout. Yep, they got. I mean, they came back a lot in the second half, but I think there were factors involved there. But I don't. I I don't know. I don't think they're really ever going to be as good as they were on their Super Bowl year again. I mean, it's
0: hard to be that good, yeah. right? They had Russell Wilson on that super easy, cheap contract. They could keep everybody else, and then they eventually. It's number seven. So that means if you're only doing the bronze, and I say only, you know, not pejoratively, that means you should be cracking open your fourth beer right about now. And uh, everybody else, well, you're on number seven. So To congrats. the people
1: who are doing silver and gold, they might not understand the word pejoratively. Oh, so at should... this point, you mean, because yeah. they're 7 in? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, um, it's not a bad thing. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, what were we just saying, though? Oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. All those guys. Yeah. So it was easier to keep the team together. Before, they had to give Russell all the money. Now, they gave him all the money. Everyone else wants the money because they won the Super Bowl. Can't keep everybody. So, the defense is still really good, but you lose some of that depth. Because, remember, they had extraordinary depth. Yeah, that really helped. And they had a lot of young players. That yep. helps a lot. And, you know, Marshawn Lynch retires. And Thomas Rawls looks great last year, but now he's all banged up. But
1: now Christine Michael looks like the better running back.
0: Well, he looks like the better running back for one week. I mean, yeah. That's that's I don't wouldn't go too far with that yet anyway. I mean they did it against the 49ers. That was your point, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Like let's see if he looks good against, you know, a real team. No offense, San Francisco. But you ain't a real team.
1: Hey But What Chip Kelly. But
0: Right. But Chip- I know. They they won the first game. Remember they they blew up the ramps. Everybody was like, Blaine Gabbard's a thing. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's over. Okay. By the way, yeah, Colin Kaepernick they're they're saying may be starting soon. Really? They're yep. just done with Gabbard? Not yet, but they're they're starting to like whispers of it and stuff okay. like that. Okay. I think that's cool. All right. uh, By the way, the team that uh, blew out Seattle last year, the Carolina Panthers, and then lost surprisingly. Not impressive. One and two, a little bit weird. Yeah. Now they lost to Denver in Denver on a last-second miss of a field goal. So they're this close, much like Arizona, to being two and one. However, they didn't just have that miss, right? They also lost at home to Minnesota 22-10, to and their only win was also against the 49ers. Does everyone just only get their wins against the 49ers? Like, what is going on? No, the Rams on? don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But like, it's a little strange anyway. So, yeah, Carolina, I mean, it's one thing to lose to Minnesota at home, which is not good anyway. But how do you lose... By 22, by 22 to 10, like they were in the fourth quarter, they were essentially out of the game for a lot of it. I mean, that was weird, right?
1: Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with Carolina. I think, I mean, there's one possible thing that's going on is Cam is still concussed from week one. And he is oh, yeah. clearly a key factor to their offensive success and if he if he's got all messed up brain stuff going on that's not going to help their offense. <laughs> no, that's really true. Hey, by the way, quick correction. I had said the Arizona
0: Cardinals only win was against the 49ers. That's incorrect. Uh, I got the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals schedules ah. mixed up there. The Cardinals only win was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Arizona. They did beat them 40 to 7 though. Anyway, coming back to Carolina. That's a big win. Yeah, they won the similar type of thing. Right? Yeah. Although the 49ers is much worse than Tampa. So anyway, so yeah, Cam could still be concussed. That would hurt him. Calvin Benjamin, who looked so good in week one, actually looked good in week two also. Yeah. One target, no
1: catches. Week yeah. Three. What's up with that? I I'm gonna chalk it up to anomaly at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I think I think just the Minnesota defense is so good at getting to the quarterback that he Cam just couldn't get the ball out at the at. The way he wanted to and Kelvin Benjamin is this big downfield target so he was never downfield by then yeah I mean really strange stuff also I mean got to point
0: out the Panthers last year had one of the best defenses in the league and that was led by Josh Norman who was probably the best cornerback in the league last year he's no longer on the team yeah so that's got to hurt them a lot and maybe that messes up their whole defensive thing they're trying to do and not having a great defense you know they were a big running team although the Cam could throw the ball pretty well too but they run the ball a lot. They refused, runs a lot. They
1: refused to pay him, Josh Norman. Um,
0: They did not want to pay him. That is correct. They didn't even want to give him the transition tag or the franchise tag, which was bizarre. And the the Carolina GM made a whole thing about, you know, we're just going to let him go because, you know, we don't want to have to deal with this. And maybe it's like, maybe what's what are you going on there
1: is Josh Norman's actually as much of a dick as he seems like. Well oh, he probably he's, is. Yeah, so... so. That might have been a factor. They've been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. I don't but care. Don't you like going to the Super Bowl? Wasn't that pretty cool? Maybe they would have dealt with him if he was 24, but he was 29. So
0: You don't have to give him a five-year deal, though. You can just keep him for one more year. Yeah, that's true. He's going to be a dick all year, and you get to go to the Super maybe, Bowl again. That's a good he's, deal. Maybe
1: he's way more of a dick than we see on TV. <laughs> maybe he's like the worst piece of shit ever. And I got to tell you, I don't think any
0: NFL team cares. Yeah, Any I NFL know. team in the There's world thinks, yeah, fair we, enough. we went to the Super Bowl this year. We're so good. We're never going to let the best player on our defense go. And some, except Carolina did. So I don't know what that could possibly be about. It's very strange. It was you could a bad argue, move. You could argue, you could argue that Keekley is a better defensive player. You could argue, but I think you'd be wrong. Keekley is one of the best linebackers in the league. Norman was the best cornerback in the league last year. And his rise, by wow, the way. you
1: say that very definitively.
0: Yeah, his rise um, also really mirrored the Panthers' rise. They went from being a... Seven and nine team the year before he became the best cornerback in the league, and the team went what 14 and two, right? Well, 15 you, and one, they went 15 and one. So, I, I guess mean, the
1: question is, is the chicken or the egg there?
0: Well, I mean, he was great and they got better. I mean, it isn't they got better and that made him great, <laughs> that wouldn't make him great, maybe it, was, it would. No, it's impossible. It's just the chicken, it ain't the egg, buddy. In this I, case, I will eat the chicken. Also, without him, they're one and two, although. They just missed a field goal at the end of the game. A lot of missed field goals at the end of games through the first three weeks. Crossing teams wins. A lot of blocked field goals. Like 10 of them or something.
1: Last week, there were a lot of blocked field goals. Yeah, I
0: don't know what that's about. Special teams really mattering. They're special. They are teams. (laughs) (laughs) They're both those things. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back after halftime for a little who done good, who fucked up. (whistles) Quarter number three. Let's get right into who done good, who fucked up. Grant Dennison. That's beer number eight. You're not fucking up. You're doing good.
1: I always do good. Yep. that's Or, or well. Yep. Or, or mediocre. Those are the three things I do. Also, actually,
0: sometimes bad. This should actually be called Who Done Well Who Fucked Up, right?
1: I, I mean, obviously, but I don't think we're <laughs> going for proper grammar with the title of the segment. All right. Good call. Good call.
0: Yeah. Um, that's, of course, your eighth beer. So that means anyone who's at the bronze medal level, you're just somewhere in your fourth beer. No probs. You're all good. Everyone else, you're on number eight. Here we go. LSU made shockwaves the other day. Shockwaves? Well, I'm overstating it. But they did fire Les Miles, who had been their coach for many, many moons since January 2nd, 2005. You know, he led them to the 2007 championship, BCS title. Is that the Jamarcus
1: Russell year? I don't know. I don't even know either.
0: No, no, I don't think Jamarcus ever won a title. Oh, okay. Um, But... Yeah, thanks for making me not know that. Yeah, um, you're they, welcome. They beat Ohio State, and then uh, they also, in 2011, lost to Alabama in the national championship game. They came in as the number one overall team into the BCS title game that year. They started this season as the preseason number five after this loss that they just had to Auburn, which dropped them to 2-2. Two and two. They fell out of the top 25 for the first time. They lost to Auburn, by the way, with no time left on the clock. When they snapped the ball, their quarterback ran like crazy all over the field, threw a touchdown pass to win the game, except they just snapped the ball like a half a second too late, and there was 0 on the clock. Right. So, so they fired
1: Les Miles. Who done good? Who fucked up? Well, uh, I'm going to start with last year, right? Okay. So I think this was already kind of a shark in the water last year that Les Miles might be close to done. Because they went nine and three last year, which is not acceptable for LSU. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not. I mean, in the NFL, that's great, but for LSU, that's not acceptable if they're expecting a a top ten program. Yeah. And uh, so Les Miles, they had a great start, but they lost three games in a row, kind of Mm -hmm. near the end of the season, and they ended up in the Texas Bowl. They played Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. They won, but. Who cares? LSU, <laughs> like LSU doesn't want that, right? No, that's they not don't. the shit they're interested in. No, they're interested in the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the BCS title, the other bowls that exist, <laughs> the Salad Bowl, the Cotton the soup bowl. bowl, the Cotton Bowl, which was uh, unfortunately Johnny Utah's last bowl.
0: Yeah, that's if, right. But it was a hell of a game. Yeah, <laughs> hell of a game. And I, I hear he's doing well in uh, in the, with government
1: work. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, though. I'm yeah. glad you got that reference. Oh, I totally, totally, yeah, all pretty, over it. pretty impressed. Uh, so. It seems like LSU lost their faith in Les Miles, or it's just a bullshit organization that is, what have you done for me lately? Because Les Miles did do a lot for them.
0: I mean, he certainly did, right? They were great with him as the coach. There were questions about him pretty much his entire career as the LSU head coach with like weird decisions he would make. He was often criticized for time management at the end of games and things like that. I don't know, though. I keep wondering. I really kind of believe this kid,
1: the quarterback, gets the, the ball snapped a half a second earlier. Les Miles is still the coach, though. I kind of think that, too. And I think that, I mean, I mean, I have no idea about LSU. This is just from a complete outside perspective. So yeah. I'm going to say that. A drunk outside yeah, perspective. Yeah, a drunk outside point. perspective. It seems like this is kind of a knee-jerk reaction. I, not exactly a knee-jerk because I know last year they were even considering firing him because of right. how badly things went. But <laughs> badly being nine and three. But I guess in college football when you're a top program, that's pretty bad. It's not
0: that bad though. But you're right. It isn't what they're looking for and what they're hoping for. They were excited about this year they started off as a top ten right. team. Right. So I
1: think what happened is Les Miles had a lot of they're not I don't I don't know if I could call him gaffes, but he was a bit of a, a unique character and he would he would do weird. Things and say weird things after games. And he was like a press conference guy that was actually sometimes fun to watch, kind of like Rex Ryan type of guy. A little bit. Right.
0: He also was interesting in that, you know, of course, he was hired in 2005 on January. Before he was uh, to make his debut as the coach, this is in August, of course, that same year, Hurricane Katrina struck Southern Louisiana. And of course, he's the head coach of LSU. So um, that, I think, endeared him to the region in some ways, even though they didn't like some of his decision making, he became more part of a cultural icon. But
1: then he won a national championship.
0: That helped a lot. Only yeah. two years later.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. You said, of course, a lot of times, by the way. I'm saying it again. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course, so, Les Miles. Yes. So I think LSU probably I think fucked was, up, too. I think what happened here was... I don't think Les... <laughs> this is... I mean, this is complete random bullshit just coming out of my drunk mouth. So take, take it with a grain of salt. But... I mean, really? If that's- I were to analyze the situation... And I'm going to <laughs> I would guess that Les Miles had graded on the powers that be at l c u for a very long time, yeah at I this agree. point. And they were looking for a reason to fire him.
0: No, I, I was going to say the same thing, and actually. And now they found it. Yeah, they're really happy that he lost this game and they can finally flush him out of the system because they think they know better. It reminds me a little bit of Jerry Krause and the Chicago Bulls. He's like, let's get rid of Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and Scottie don't, Pippen. We can win without those guys. Don't fucking remind me about that. I'm a Bulls fan. I know. I'm saying, though, that was probably a bad idea. They could have kept the band together for one more year. Everyone would have come back. They had a great chance to win a fourth title in a row instead. Jerry Krause I mean, thought he knew better and thought, they could win titles without all those guys. It's
1: not. It's not fair to wish for more titles for the Bulls in no. the nineties, but they could have won more. They, they really could have probably yeah. yeah. I mean, if Michael Jordan have. doesn't
0: quote retire unquote yeah. for those two years. Yeah, let's not talk about that. But also that. that that very last year, like Jerry Krause thought they were going to win more titles. They've never been back, of course, even to the finals. Have they even made the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? You're, since get, then? you're
1: getting my fucking blood up
0: right now. <laughs> it's just the beer talking, buddy. Just the, no, all right. It's let's not. Let's, it's let's the Chicago let's, talking. Let's shift away. From Hot the, dogs
1: and deep dish.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Let's shift away. You know, by the way, I was in Chicago a few years ago and went to Pizzeria Uno, like the original Pizzeria Uno, not like the chain, the original Pizzeria Uno. It was fucking horrible. That was the worst pizza I've had you, in a long time. You are
1: a piece of shit <laughs> for saying no, that. What? First you, of all, what the fuck are you talking about? Pizzeria Uno? What the fuck is that? You, actually, go, to, you go to Lou Malnati's? You no, go to fucking Lou is. Malnati's? You get the Lou? <laughs> You'll fucking orgasm, buddy. I don't think I will. Yeah, I think you actually, will. Actually,
0: I didn't go to Uno. I went to Duo, which is the second one they've ever made. That was, But still, it was the same idea. It was expensive, and it was bad.
1: You are upsetting me. But have you been
0: there? Do you like that
1: food? No, I don't even know what the fuck that is. So why are you upset about it? Because you're trying to talk about it. Chicago pizza like it's this thing that you went to one time probably on some sort of bullshit conference. No 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 I'm not saying You don't that. understand anything about Chicago pizza. I'm it's not... not even the same thing as normal fucking pizza. No it's right special. Lumel Nadis will murder your life.
0: I will That's... say <laughs> listen. I'm not saying any of these things about Chicago pizza. I'm just saying this about one thing. But I will say this. Chicago pizza is fucking awful and no one should eat it. Unless they want to die early because of the massive Holy dairy. Holy shit. And we fat. are going to have a
1: kickboxing fight <laughs> on television. Oh, my God. Just saying what oh I think. Oh, my God. I avoid Chicago pizza. I cannot believe. Uh, I mean, maybe you've had Chicago pizza in places that are not Chicago. I have. And that's, it was not, bad. that's it was, not fucking was Chicago grand, pizza, grand, buddy. Grand.
0: Listen, it was bad. It was bad. I had it like in Florida once. Oh, great. In it an was airport bad. or some shit? I think I had it in New York once. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, really? I think I've had it in California. It really wasn't my cup of tea.
1: <laughs> I will end you. All right. Dude, we're okay. You know what? <laughs> we're taking a fucking flight to Lou Malnati's. In, that sounds well, fun, actually. I don't think the plane will actually land there, but we'll go to O'Hare. Yeah. Which is not a great airport. But we will then go to Lou Malnati's and we will eat the fucking pizza and you will be changed. I will. Destroy your thoughts about Chicago. (laughs) This is upsetting me to a a large extent.
0: This is the beer talking, buddy. All right, let's move on. It's not the
1: beer talking. It's not the beer
0: talking. (laughs) Let's move on. Chris Bosh, his career might be over, actually. Pat Riley, that's, of course, Heat president, Pat Riley, says he believes that Chris Bosh has played his final game for the Miami Heat because of the All-Star forward's latest health setback, has apparently convinced the team that a return from multiple bouts of blood clots is no longer feasible. Uh, Bosch does not want to uh, give up the ghost, though. He's talking about still continuing his playing career so that he basically can get out of his deal if a certain you know, set of things come up. They've got to pay him the $76 million they owe him no matter what, so don't get me wrong. However, um, they can get salary cap relief in February 2017 from the bulk of that amount if Bosch doesn't return to the court. In February, an independent doctor would agree, who's agreed to by both parties, right, would um, declare him disabled, and he'd become a free agent, and the salary cap would be wiped from the Heat's books. So that's what the Heat is hoping will happen here. But Bosch does not want to give up the ghost. Bosch still wants to play and potentially put his life in danger.
1: All right, here's the question. Is yeah. his life truly in danger, or are the Heat angling here?
0: Why would the Heat be angling? I mean, Chris ba- they just signed him a year ago to this huge deal. Because don't they, they know they him? don't have a
1: chance to win the championship for the next couple of years. But they could trade him if he was any good. If he I was mean, healthy, they would yeah. trade him. I mean, he's kind of he's kinda of, I, I don't mean this in a personal way, but he's kind of tainted goods for a trade at this point with, with all this stuff coming out. He is. He so is. I, I'm I'm thinking they're making a calculated decision that is better for them to just relinquish the ability to win the championship for the next couple of years because there is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah which are likely to win most of them. But then they're, even after that, there's the Cavs, who are just going to kill the Heat. It doesn't matter. Also, like,
0: the Boston Celtics,
1: yeah, the, the, Al Horford. I mean, the Heat don't have a chance, right? No, even, they don't. No chance. Ba- no even chance. if Bosch is playing.
0: No, of course not. No so chance at all.
1: that's the center of my point there.
0: Okay. So, so just to clarify, so you think the Heat are making a calculated um, move here. That isn 't really necessarily with chris bosch 's health in mind so much as he 's a little bit not great physically, we want to get out of this contract, and that's what they're doing and, and yep. Bosch is actually probably is healthy enough to play you're guessing no, uh, no, you 're no, no, not no. a doctor the
1: second the second part i 'm not sure about okay the first part I am seeing the worst in people, and that 's right. what i 'm thinking Well the yes. thing is though either he 's healthy enough to play or he isn't right so
0: if he is healthy enough to play then they 're doing that, but this if he is isn't healthy thing, enough this to is play the thing
1: where it 's hard to tell if he's healthy enough to play right, right. because it 's a thing where it, it doesn 't appear in. Until it's like, oh shit, this is bad. I mean, multiple blood clots. I don't know how bad that. Is. It sounds bad. It sounds really bad. I, I personally, for my, uh, I would like Chris Bosch to retire. Yeah, because I don't want him to die. You know, like I, I, right. If it will affect him in any way, I don't. I don't want that to be, what happens. I, I think that's terrible. Sure, but. I think there's a chance here that the Heat are taking the opportunity to get this off their salary cap, so they they have more maneuverability in the future.
0: Right, because actually they'd be able to get it off their salary cap really soon, just a few months into the like basically the trade deadline of this year. They'd be able to get him off the cap, which is a big deal when he's got three years and seventy six million dollars left on that deal. Right? right, that would really open them up for the twenty seventeen right. free. So agent and I guys. don't think
1: they can get that much for him in free in trade. Because, they can't get anything for him.
0: Yeah, but I mean, especially now, like maybe they maybe if he came back, played well, and they. But now that they're saying we don't think he should ever play again, no one, of course, would ever trade for
1: him. Right. So I think this is a calculated move. Okay. I mean, I, I might just be seeing the worst in people. That's possible. But that's what it feels like to me.
0: I mean, the Heat did let Dwayne Wade go up until now. They've always sort of played chicken with Dwayne Wade and tried to not pay him as much as they had to. And Wade would usually give them a little bit of a discount and he'd stick around. This time around, he took the money, took a two-year $40 million deal in Chicago instead of sticking around at a lower cost with the Heat. <laughs> So the Heat did not, in quote, reward Dwayne Wade for, like, sticking around. So maybe they're not sort of this player's first organization that they've often sort of put forth. I mean, it was the original
1: super team, right, of this era. The Heatles. Yeah, so that's not necessarily the type of organization that you would think is player first. They're just trying to grab the best assets.
0: I mean, the way they did it, though, is Riley sat down with those guys and talked them into, you know, you're going to love it here. This is going to be great for you. We're going to, you know, make you, the, make you the priority, which which they
1: really did for four years. I mean, it worked amazingly well. It did for a while. Now it's not, and they know they can't win the championship. Yeah. In Bosch's career, basically, the Heat cannot win the championship unless Correct. something crazy happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Heat have very little going forward yeah. this, but they've got Hassan Whiteside signed to a max deal for five years. That's okay. That's a good start. It's hard to know, but it's not
1: that but bad. But Bosch right? isn't going to be part of that. He's going to retire right. by the end of that
0: contract. We, we would assume. Yeah. Um, he's not going to play for the Heat, looks like either way. Um, they have. Um, the rookie from last year who played at Duke. Justice Winslow. Thank you. It couldn't get there. They have um, also Josh Richardson, another rookie who played pretty well. Goran Dragic. They have Goran Dragic, who is a former you know, all-star anyway. Yeah. They have um, Tyler Johnson, who they matched the contract with. $75 million. I don't think it was that much, but it was a lot yeah. of money. Maybe $48 million? Something like that. Four years, $50 million, actually. I remember it now. It's so $12.5 million a year. They don't really have much else, and that is not enough. By any means at all. I mean, how no. those, The only guy who's fully formed on that team, I guess two guys, Drajic and uh, Whiteside, everyone else is like, well, Justice Winslow, if he can learn to score, is going to be a great player. But right yeah. now, he's a good defensive player.
1: But I think they know that. Yeah. And I think that's why they're doing this stuff with Bosch. Agreed. Like, I, it's it's possible, time to tear it it's down. Possible, it's possible that Bosch's medical stuff is really that bad, but if Bosch himself is saying he wants to play, I mean, maybe he's he's being kind of reckless with his life who knows that really happens that does happen especially like in the nfl you see it all the time
0: i mean it's happened in the nba more than once also
1: but there's potential that bosch is being reckless with his life but there's also potential that the heat are taking something and blowing it up so they don't have to pay this guy
0: okay so who ultimately done good and who fucked up here
1: i that's a really tough one because there's a lot of different outcomes yep you know this is from what we know right now if the Heat actually get Bosch's contract off of their ledger, the Heat will have done good from yeah. their perspective. But
0: I, but if Bosch will not agree to all of this, then they can't get him off. Feel like yeah. he can just refuse and they can't just get they can't wipe it clean. He's right. gotta agree, he's gotta pick a doctor with them. The doctor then has to say he's disabled and then they get out of the contract. So he basically has to if he's saying he's gonna play, then they gain no advantage. Now maybe they can talk him into this
1: ultimately. But they get no advantage. I think it's a fucked up situation because if I mean, you could say Bosch either done good or fucked up. But I, what I would have to know is truly his level of health. Yeah, like, I,
0: I got to say, I really believe he's got much worse health problems than he is acting like because no one, no one, in a BA team really ever does this. Yeah, they don't try and get out of. This is not how they try and get out of their contract. That's fair. They encourage players to retire sometimes because that'll help them a little bit. But they never, ever try and get out like this. They would never, Riley would never sort of like end Chris Bosch's career several years early or try to just because it'll help the Heat a little bit salary cap wise. I just don't think that's what Pat Riley's made of. So that's a fair point. So I'm going to say I think Chris Bosch is fucking up by pushing this because I believe that Riley is a good enough guy in the Heat and the NBA is a reasonable enough organization
1: so that you think this isn't happening. What you think is happening is Chris Bosch doesn't want this to be true. He's in a bit yeah. of denial. That is what I think is happening. Yeah. That that seems like a reasonable thought.
0: Yeah. I mean, Reggie Lewis, this is what happened to Reggie Lewis back in the day. Oh,
1: we don't want that.
0: Nope. That was very bad. Now, he had an enlarged heart. It was a different kind of medical condition, but he played. I mean, he took a year off and then played and then died. It was bad. Yeah, that's not great. Okay. A lot of death. A lot of death this time around. <laughs> Keep All right. it up. Hey, here's one final who done good, who fucked up. A little lighter. Uh, the Eagles of Philadelphia played the Steelers of Pittsburgh this weekend and it was a bit of a surprising outcome, not going to lie.
1: That's uh, that's an understatement. It was
0: a battle for Pennsylvania, and not only did the Eagles win, they won 37-3. to With a rookie quarterback. Yeah, what the heck is going on there? So clearly the Eagles done good. Yes. Right? The question is more about the Steelers. Who, who can we blame this on? Should we even be assigning
1: blame? Is it just one game? What do you think? I think it's just one game. I think that's the easiest answer. Okay. But... I don't necessarily think the Steelers are that good if this is – I mean, how, can, <laughs> so, it, how yeah. can a team be that good if, if the Eagles, with a rookie quarterback, destroy you, just absolutely rip you apart in every facet of the game?
0: <laughs> Very nice, Tony G. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, actually. I think that uh, – Great teams don't get blown out by 34 points in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Like they lose games, they, you know, close games. Those are more coin flippy. Weird things can happen. You know, uh, an inch here, an inch there, you lose. But you're losing by 34 points when you don't have major injuries, like the Steelers had Big Ben, um, they don't really need Levy on. The they Eagles, have D'Angelo Williams, they have Antonio Brown. Eli Rogers is pretty good. He got a little hurt, but still, like they've got enough
1: stuff the there. The Eagles' defense is not known as being great yeah. or anything, and they have a rookie quarterback. Who probably is better than Sam Bradford, by the way, is what it really looks I like. I don't believe that. You don't think so?
0: No. No, it cannot be. It
1: cannot be? Nobody's better than Sam Bradford? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, rookie quarterbacks are not better than Sam Bradford is right now. That's what I'm saying. You think I don't that's
1: know. crazy? I, RG3 is rookie year.
0: Okay, yeah. That's true. But that almost never happens. But it did happen that
1: Maybe way. it's happening with Carson what, what Carson Wentz numbers are insane right now.
0: They're not insane right yes, now. Yes, they you are. are five overstated.
1: touchdowns, zero interceptions. I know that.
0: That's not that. I mean, the zero interceptions is fantastic. Right. But five touchdowns isn't really that impressive through three games. He's a that, very. A That's I, I not don't insane. have his numbers,
1: but he has a very high completion rate and good, pretty good yards. Okay, let's
0: just, let's just look at their schedule. They beat Cleveland yeah. in Philadelphia by 19 points. Right. They went on the road and beat Chicago yeah. by two touchdowns. And then they just blew up Pittsburgh in Philadelphia.
1: Right. So I know last drunk sports, we talked about all the 2-0 NFL teams. And yes. The Eagles were one of them. And I said they were the least legit. Right. right, and I actually said, no, 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 <laughs> they're pretty good. Well, I guess you were more right than me because this changes my perception because the yeah. Steelers were another 2-0 team. And the Steelers and are like— They looked like a Super Bowl contender.
0: Up until now, now they don't, right? Like now it's do- hard to make them a Super Bowl contender. Yeah,
1: so I think everybody fucked up on the Steelers. They all played worse than they could have. Now, I- they, they do get Le'Veon back. That might be a big deal. I mean, D'Angelo was doing really well in the week one and two. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play very much
0: probably in the second half since, you know, they were getting completely Le'Veon, blown out. Levian
1: Bell is probably a, a very good running back. I mean, it's, it's yeah, sure. hard to tell. But, but so is D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. I
0: mean, you get more from Le'Veon, I'm sure, but not a lot more. Yeah, right. I don't like, think
1: that's enough. That's just a fancy player because it's fantasy football and people right, know. Right, right,
0: I agree. I don't think that's going to change their, their outcome. How many wins did the Steelers get this year now? Now um, that we know that. I mean, about if you
1: that. asked me last week, it would be way different. than Sure, I mean, that's um, the idea. I think if last week I would have set the line at 11. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to set it eight and a half. I think they get more than eight and a
0: half. I think to me, the number is nine and a half. I think they're going to get nine wins. I mean, they just have to get nine wins. Their offense is too good, but it's hard to get blown up by 34 and come back from it. It just
1: is. Yeah. It's kind of really not. I mean, and everything looked bad. Yeah. Carson Wentz sliced and diced that. (laughs) He destroyed those guys. This guy's a rookie.
0: He went 23 for 31 for 301 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 9.7 yards per attempt, which is very impressive. That is really hard to imagine that he did that
1: And the Steelers were supposed to have a pretty good defense, by the way. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but maybe not.
1: Maybe not. Maybe they're just no good. I mean, they only
0: turned the ball over. I mean, Pittsburgh turned the ball over twice. Philly zero. That shouldn't be enough for it to be a 34-point
1: loss. I know this is hyperbole, but that's my thing, right? Yeah. So, what is... Your genuine answer, don't just answer in the way that you're supposed to be opposite of hyperbole. Like, genuine answer. Okay. That Carson Wentz, five years from now, is a top five quarterback. Um, five
0: years from now, top five. What's, I would say. What are, the, what are the odds against? Oh, what are the odds? Um, I think he is probably 35% to be a top five quarterback.
1: That's a, that's a less hyperbolic answer than I expected. From oh, what did you expect? I expected you to be like, ah, oh, it's never happening. You're just being hyperbolic. Uh, no,
0: yeah. no, no. I mean, he's already showing some level of success in the NFL. Five years is a long time. Most of the really great quarterbacks who are currently occupy the top five, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they aren't going to be playing anymore. Right. There's going to be some spots available. Yep. Cam will be there probably. Andrew Luck will probably be there. But, you know, injuries, this, that, Carson Wentz might be great. Breeze, you know?
1: Palmer, they won't be there.
0: Yeah, he's also got five years to get there. Yeah. I, I think th- a th- one in three is pretty reasonable.
1: Okay, fair enough. Who I do mean, you think? We, who would you take for your team right now? I, I asked you this out, off podcast, but oh, go ahead. Jared Goff or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. Uh, easy. Feels answer. feels
0: super easy. easy yeah. Easy answer.
1: Maybe Goff be better. He could but still Jeff be Fisher way better. Might be as dumb as he is boring.
0: <laughs> that, so that is, and we're sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sorry. No, and we know you're. We don't know that you're a listener. No, uh, he's definitely listening, and I'm definitely not sorry. Goff can still end up to be absolutely better than Wentz, because Wentz could end up being an average NFL quarterback. It feels like at this point, that's his floor if he doesn't get hurt. Right. right. He's been too good for three games for him not to at least be pretty good. Yeah. Right? And he's going to get better, because he's only played three games. Yeah. Goff could still be the best quarterback in the league in three years. I mean, we don't know. That happens. Couldn't Wentz
1: also? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like, Andrew Luck was only okay his first year, and then he— you know,
1: got went crazy his second year. That's very normal for quarterbacks. And to be fair, that year RG three went crazy, and he was a rookie along with Luck. Yeah, and Wentz is a rookie now, so maybe he's the RG three of this year.
0: I mean, right? I mean, but that's an injury thing as much as anything yeah. else, right? Like if RG three didn't get hurt, he would have been He'd probably really, still really be good, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Russell Wilson, by the way, also really good as a rookie that, that
1: year. That was a good class of quarterbacks. Those three guys, man, yeah. wow.
0: Although RG three, just nothing now. Yeah. Too bad. All right. uh, Let's stop it there. We're going to take one last break. Come back for a little LTDFI. Get excited. Yep. Grant's going to be drunker than he is right now. I'll tell you that much. Most
1: of you aren't hearing this, what I'm saying right now, because you all just fast forwarded to LTDFI. (laughs) Good.
0: (laughs) If you're playing along at home, you ought to be into your fifth beer for sure, because that is number 10 for Mr. Grant. Fifth beer, of course, if you're on the bronze, metal level, everything else, of course, is at number 10. Let us know, by the way, if you are succeeding or failing even at this drinking <laughs> yeah. game. We are, of course, at Drunk Sports Show, at Drunk Sports Show on Twitter. You can tweet at us how you're doing. You can also tweet at us uh, any ideas for Let the Drunk Fix It or any other part of even our show. Even if your
1: tweets are gold-level tweets, meaning you don't even know how to spell words, we'd like to know. That's gold-level? Yeah. Because the gold level people probably can't spell very well. Oh, because right they're,
0: they're doing the gold level. Yeah, right? they're on beer number ten along with you, and they're doing high alcohol beer. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty tough to read. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you'll get it to us and not to some other strange Twitter address. Who knows? Let
1: it be. You know, life is just one time. Yeah. I think I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay,
0: good times, good times. Hey, last time on uh, when we were in Let the Drunk Fix It, we were talking about how Colin West had sort of taken over as our number one fan over right. Jay Wrecker. Jay Wrecker got
1: mad. Jay
0: Wrecker wanted to show people a thing or two, and boy, did he. He got in his little Twitter machine and went nutso. And uh, so we have one of, us, one of our Let the Drunk Fix-It's is from, indeed,
1: Jay Wrecker. But you have to explain a little bit more. How did Jay Wrecker take over to make um, sure that he was our number one fan? He sent us—I believe he sent us 13 tweets in the last week, like yeah. directly to us. Because, because you said I last week— him. That Colin West was beating him.
0: Yeah, and in fact, he also gave Colin West a follow. Colin West, I know you're listening to this too. And was upset, I think. I don't know if he was upset. Maybe it's not fair. But he tweeted, it seemed a little bit annoyed to me anyway, to us and Colin West, that he did not get a follow back and seemed like that wasn't fair. I don't know. Personally, oh, I'm not into following I don't, people I don't back. want to
1: get into the politics of that situation. I don't think so. you should have to I mean, we're not. We're not, gonna, we're not going to fix that for you guys. That's not <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're staying out of that? Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah fair enough.
0: Yeah, we're going to stay out on of that one. Fair enough. Actually, he also had asked, did LSU did good or f up on the firing of their O.C. and Les Miles? So we did that one. We didn't give him credit so, for So, I it.
1: mean, yeah. Good job, Jay.
0: Yeah. We were already going to do that one anyway, Jay. Sorry. But However, he's, he's, he's got the pulse, right? You oh, know? yeah. He's all over it and uh, has—I don't know, Colin West, what happened, man? Like, haven't heard from you in a little while. Jay Recker crushing it. Just saying. I all hope right. you're okay, Colin. <laughs> if you're underneath the piano, I don't know, send a tweet. Okay. So let's get into it. First of all, Jay Recker says— as a suggestion to LTDFI, that's a hashtag, of course. Cities paying for stadiums with taxpayer money, question mark. And let's just make this clear what we're
1: talking about. All right, we're going to have to elaborate a little bit on
0: this Yeah, one, no yeah. problem. So what we're really talking about is how teams in major sports franchises and major sports, period, in the United States, and probably other places, too, essentially hold cities hostage by threatening to leave, actually the Raiders are doing this right now with Oakland, yeah right to try and get better deals and oftentimes billionaires get their stadiums either completely paid for or partially paid for by taxpayer money, which as studies have shown really never does get back to the state like the people lose on that every single time so why not why is this but how can we fix this drunk?
1: okay, so let's start here okay. Let's start with understanding why the cities are required to pay this money. Like why what what is the, at least the ostensible reason that yeah. the cities are required to pay the money? And and the reason is I believe because it boosts the economy of the city, right? That's the story they tell. Anyway, right? That's the I mean, spin. It's not all This is this is the most extreme example, but it's kind of like LeBron is Cleveland's economy, like that type of right. thing, right? right? And it kind of is true with LeBron, but it's, I mean, not entirely. True, I mean,
0: to some degree, I'm sure winning the title and LeBron being back in Cleveland has been really good for Cleveland. But he is sort of not really, it's not really fair to talk about him because he is a once in a generation kind of player, right? Right. Maybe yeah, twice he, in a and generation. And he's
1: not only uh, drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, number one overall, but also grew up in Cleveland, right. essentially, in Akron. Yeah, which yeah is from Akron. That's right. Basically, Cleveland. So, all right. So, what I want to do is uh, this is a great one for the sober to fix first.
0: Oh, really? You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, I had a, I have a really outside-the-box idea. Like, I would love to hear it because it might get the juices flowing for me. Okay, way outside the box. Because I was thinking, you know, you could just say, well, don't do it anymore, cities, but that's not realistic. Cities are absolutely—like, no. every time—like, franchises threaten to leave, and sometimes they do, as we've seen. St. Louis just left to go to L.A. And right? cities
1: must assume there is some value to having the franchises— um they or, thi- yeah
0: Otherwise they wouldn't pay well i mean th- it's a political conundrum too though right so if you're the the mayor or the governor or something like that you don't want to be the guy who they left on cuz it's hard to stay in office probably people don't just, are gonna, aren't going to are being excited to oh, vote right for there's you.
1: a ton of football fans are, right. or so, basketball fans. so who
0: cares if you know if the, everyone's taxes are a little bit worse you'd rather do that and keep you know the San Diego Chargers in San Diego rather than having them go to L.A., for example. But so my, my initial thought, which is way outside the box, is to start new sports leagues. What? That's right. Explain. New sports, a new football league. So you know how there are football leagues? Like every so often there's a new football league that comes up. Like the USFL came up a long time ago. The XFL came up. These did not work out. No. The USFL for a little while. The XFL for one, one opening game.
1: The USFL had uh, Jim Kelly. For a while right he was very good yeah. Steve
0: young also actually um, so on the Tampa Bay franchise so the uh, so new French new sports leagues and part of the deal is when they make agreements with when they like figure out whichever cities is they're gonna be the f- they're gonna be housed in so like let's say the new football league part of the thing that they tell everyone this is like as a way to as a PR move is to say we will never ask for money from the state or from
1: the government. We will self fund always. So the idea is these franchises will will be eventually better than the NFL and the NBA because they will the the cities will like them so much more. They'll they'll supplant them. Well I
0: think it's a it's a way to try and say to the fans something like look, you're spending the Redskins want you to spend five hundred million dollars on them over the next five years, we want you to spend zero dollars. In fact, and come and enjoy our team. Like who you want to be on Daniel Snyder's side, or you want to be with us. Kind of a thing. You once again said the word. I was doing the vo- I was doing it though in the voice of the PR <laughs> okay, guy, the Washington this other- football team. Yeah, yeah, come on, let's doing- go,
1: buddy. It's too often. <laughs> no, you're right. All right. So anyway, okay, that's cool. That's a really cool new thing. sports leagues. That's a cool fix. I don't think it's going to work. Why I, not? What's I, wrong with that? I, what do you mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, what's wrong? What do you mean? The got? established stuff that's going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think from a theoretical perspective, yeah. I would agree that maybe at one point it made sense for the cities to, to pay for the sports teams a little bit. Yeah. At this point, it does not because mostly it's the sports teams are owned by billionaires who can afford – To pay for everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the city pays or not. So the billionaires are just being greedy. So to Jay Wreckers point, fuck those guys, those billionaires who are not paying all of the money. Because they should be. Okay. They really should be. That's That's my genuine thought on it. Okay. That's not a solution, though. Right. So as far as a fix, what I would say is... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm trying right now to come up with something, and it's turning—it's okay. turning in my head. All right, I'm going to
0: come up with another really outside-the-box right. idea. You're not going to like this one. Even, right. even 10 beers in, you're not going to like this one. What if we hired death squads? So you know, we got death squads on retainer, right? And you know how teams threaten to leave cities? The cities could threaten the teams back now. They could say, you're going to leave us? There ain't gonna be nothing left. Nothing left to leave because we're gonna take you out. Something like that. You know we got him on retainer. Obviously like that.
1: that's brilliant
0: I mean I c I mean I can't I mean I can't argue with that. Oh have a death <laughs> squad and you know, threaten back. You gotta you gotta be able to have leverage back. That's like, oh, if you wanna die, I guess you
1: can leave San Diego. Otherwise, enjoy being All a right, charger for fix. life. Here's the real fix, okay? Okay. And this is not an unattainable or easy fix, but Whoever is listening to this and agrees with me and with Jonathan, that I, I assume Jonathan agrees that that the owner should at this point pay for the entire team thing. Yeah, or get
0: yeah. or get funding in their own whatever way they do it, not from municipal right. funds. Yeah. All right,
1: so let's talk to Mark Zuckerberg, whoever, whatever billionaire it is, own your own team and say I will not accept city funding, and this should be the standard. Mm-hmm. So the fix is for a, a really rich guy or or woman to own a team and say. I will not accept municipal funding because that's ridiculous at this point, based on the wealth gap. Okay, so
0: you're looking for someone to essentially treat, be an owner and treat the team as like charity
1: to the city that they're in. Not exactly. They also enjoy owning the team, right? There's definitely a value to that. Yeah, they like look at Steve Ballmer. Every time he gets fucking worked up, it's insane. Please. Go on YouTube and look at – just type in Steve Ballmer <laughs> on YouTube. You will see insane things. Yeah, I mean – That
0: guy is nuts. He always was nuts, But he
1: really loves owning the Clippers. I think he really does.
0: He spent four times more than anyone had ever spent on an NBA franchise because he just wanted to own an and NBA I think team so bad. I
1: think, for example, Steve Ballmer probably would have done that if, if it wasn't an option for municipal funding. He yeah. would have taken it. Yeah, he no, I've still
0: done it. There's definitely 30 people in the world, or 30 people in the world, let's say for NBA or NFL, who are rich enough and are willing to do that, but you can't get in either, right? Like, there's the people who already own the teams, and like a lot of them are very good businessmen who are think, why would I give away like 400 million dollars? Right. I don't so have the to? municipal
1: funding, a lot of it comes from the non super billionaire owners, probably right. who who right. probably couldn't afford to own the team if it weren't for the help. Right. Right. So I mean, that's fair. That's fair, but still, I think just theoretically, you gotta, you got to just get rid of that because it's ridiculous for taxpayers to pay for sports.
0: Okay, I thought of another possible solution, which is more realistic anyway. What if we use the Green Bay Packers model a little bit anyway, and the deal is not you make the stadium for us or, may, or pay for a chunk of the stadium, and you get sort of the, you know, the, the growth that comes with the economic boon of us being in here, which is ridiculous. So yeah. You actually get a piece of the team. Like, you yeah. pay $400 million, we give the city some piece of the team. Maybe it's 5%, but they're, they have an ownership ownership stake in the team now. That seems reasonable. Yeah. How about that? That
1: sounds That's actually a pretty good solution. Yeah, that's not bad. I think we just did it. All right. All right. Good job. Let the sober guy fix it. You did fix it a little bit, but I think also I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: L-T-S-G-F-I, man. Hashtag. All right. You ready for number two? I'm ready. All right. Once again, this weekend in the NFL... There were several catches that may have been catches, Ah. may not have been receptions. Hard to know. Sometimes they seem to bounce out of someone's hands, be ruled a catch. Sometimes they seem to be all the way in someone's hands, ruled not a catch. Drunk, fix this, please. No one seems to know what a catch is. How can we determine what a catch is? How can we just watch football and know from now now on whether it's a catch or not? How can we do this?
1: All right, that's a great question. I think the number one thing that we have to do is... Make sure that we know that anytime anybody's two hands are under the ball, it's a catch, even if it's bobbling. I think that. What if they fall out of bounds as it's happening? That's a catch. Okay, so
0: they're bo- so they don't have full control, but they right. end up with control eventually. But and and never touches, catch.
1: and the ball never
0: touches the ground. Okay, what if they? Let's let's just get clear on this, since we're going to try and make it so everyone knows from now on. Someone throws me the ball. I'm Keenan Allen with knees. Let's say, like working, working <laughs> with, knees. With with knees, yeah. Okay. Work, or my Robo knees, whatever it may be. Philip Rivers throws me a ball. It hits me in the hands. It flies up in the air. I fall out of bounds. I land out of bounds. The ball falls in my hands. Never touches the ground. I catch it. Is that a catch? Yes, I think it should be too. That yeah. makes it much more fun, doesn't yeah. it? Good. Okay. So, what isn't a catch? Most things are not a catch.
1: <laughs> when you go to Arby's and order a sandwich, that's not a catch, right?
0: Yeah, right. So basically, most things are a catch in in your world, right? What about the things where the whole goal all control all the way through the catch, you know, in, in the ground? So like, you catch the ball, you stay in bounds, you're rolling around, and the ball ultimately trickles out. But it's been a little while. Is that a catch? All or right,
1: not? I got a better fix. Oh, okay, fuck all this stuff. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Right. So stickum was a thing back in the day, right? Yeah. And it still is in a way a thing with the gloves. Absolutely. Like Odell Beckham can't make that catch without the gloves.
0: Did you ever see, by the way, the Rick Riley piece on the gloves that he did? He basically walked around New York City, gave like cabbies the the gloves that Odell Beckham Jr. wore and just had him put them on and would throw them a ball and everyone caught the ball every time they showed like taxi drivers just throw up their hand and catch
1: catch the ball. No problem. Because the gloves are so good. Okay. Anyway, go on. So essentially there is stick'em. There is. Right. So I say everybody who is eligible to catch the ball, yeah. Gets stick'em on their hands. Okay. Like, or or better. You know, whatever <laughs> the modern <laughs> version better. of that is. Yeah. And who gives a shit what else happens? You just it makes quarterback play so much more interesting. You just toss it up and hope that somebody just like gets a hand on it and the hand just holds it and it, they don't even have to grab it. It's perfect. I mean,
0: it's a little less fun to watch though, isn't it, for from a spectator point of view.
1: No, it also, uh, in a way, this is a dangerous idea because it also will get people hit a lot more because people will be doing much more ridiculous things to just get one hand on the ball and the defenders will be hitting them super hard. Yep. It might not be the best <laughs> the best fix <face laughs> Also, ever. what
0: happens if I'm running, you know, on the wide receiver and me and the cornerback get a little tired, but my hand gets, like, on the cornerback's helmet? Do I just, like, get pulled away or something? Like, I mean... I that's that's your problem. That's a real that's a real that's your problem. issue.
1: All right, here's here's the opposite fix. Okay, good. That's what we need. We eliminate the forward pass. Okay. Yeah, we will go back to the way it was. The forward pass, not cool. It's too easy. <laughs> it is actually. It's yeah, too easy. let's go. I mean, it's basically Australian real rules football then.
0: So basically, laterals are okay. Running, yeah, running plays are okay. Yeah. That's it. I guess you can punt. You can punt and do free kicks you can anytime punt. you want, If right? you want to punt, you can punt, but you probably shouldn't punt. I'll say this. Kicker's going to make a lot more money. Yeah. A lot more money. Quarterback value goes way down. Yeah. This will be the last quarterback class of making $20 million bucks a year. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Any other possible solutions? Because those are a little extreme, and I don't know that
1: any of those are going to happen. Well, of course they are not going to happen. Yeah. I don't know how to fix... Calling what a cat I mean, it's 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 all about regulation, right? Like figuring out the exact way to regulate it, and that's a long, boring meeting. Okay, how, let, but maybe we can
0: come up with a few tenets of this right now. So one thing is, we don't care if you're out of bounds or not. If you touch the ball and you're in bounds and you end up catching it, that's a catch. Even if
1: you bobble it and go out of bounds. Sure. I don't know. Let's say so yes. So if you for tap, now. so say say you you're in bounds but barely, but both your feet are in bounds. You tap the ball three yards out of bounds, and then catch it. That's a catch? Yeah, that would be pretty entertaining to watch.
0: I'm down with that. Okay, but let's also say if you catch the ball, go to the ground, and the ball, if you have to maintain control until the play is completely over, until the ref blows the whistle, that someone pulls the ball out. That's, a, that's the only way it's a catch. So you go to the ground, and the ball like falls out of your hands at some point, even if it's been a while, it's not a catch. How about that? Okay. So, like, you got to end up with the ball in your hands. That's all I'm talking about So,
1: you're saying, like, once somebody falls down having caught the ball, a defender can come, just start punching them in the face, take the ball away. (laughs) As long as the ref doesn't do anything, you're good to go.
0: No, no, no. This is, like, without defensive – oh, no, I guess the defenders are trying to punch the ball out the whole time, aren't they? Um that's a fair question.
1: That's going to create so many more injuries. <laughs> the defenders, no matter what the situation yeah. is, are going to keep trying to hit people.
0: Yeah. Also, some of the out-of-bounds stuff means they're going to be spearing people even as they fall out of bounds now, right? Because you've got to defend that, too. That's going to create more 11, injuries, Beer number 11, by too. the way. Oh, wow. Sorry. So caught up in things. By the way, I don't think we have very much more to go on this show, but if you somehow finish this beer and open up another one, and there is one more sitting there. No, it's not going to happen. It's a record. <laughs> I don't, I'm not encouraging you to do it, but it's a record, man. Don't you want to be Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt? You could be that guy tonight. I don't think I'm that guy tonight. All right, we'll find out though. I don't want to push you. You got to know your limits. But Michael Phelps knew his limits, and he knew that they were championship level. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <all I'm laughs> By he the way, knew. if you're drinking along with Grant, that's beer number six. If you're at the bronze medal level, everyone else number eleven, and we worry about you. Yeah, honestly, because Grant, he's not doing that great over here. Yeah,
1: go to sleep. He's hanging
0: in there, but he's not doing great. I'm doing fine. You're what are you no, talking about. You're doing great. Um, Okay, so maybe the out-of-bounds thing is questionable. But the out-of-bounds thing would be so entertaining, wouldn't it? All
1: right. I have an idea. Okay. We just let offensive teams have an extra receiver on the field. Yeah. And make catches way harder. So you have to have caught it before you even get a knee on the ground for it to be a catch. But it's 12 people on the offensive team. Huh. Huh. So you can't no more diving catches? Diving catches are so fun. If you do a diving catch, the ref can be like, "Okay, that's cool."
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah, that's great. Okay, as yeah. long as we can have diving catches, then and, I'm in. But
1: it's based on the ref's subjective assumption of of how cool your catch was, though. You know, like, what if it's not that great, yeah, they might be like, "Yeah, that's not a catch."
0: What I like about this this time around with Let the Drunk Fix is we've gone really extreme in all of our solutions. We're like starting new leagues. There's no more for forward passes. There's <laughs> catching the ball out. You can bat it yourself out of bounds now and catch the ball. This is great. This is I what mean, it's all. That's about.
1: That's how you begin solving things. This is a the left wrong fixes is at most a thirty minute segment. Yeah. When people actually try to solve these things, they spend years at many committee meetings. The way to start that is the extreme extreme versions, right? Yeah, but what I don't but I don't think people like, listen to this I show. Think, I think within two years, Keenan Allen will have a bionic leg based on my <laughs> fix of giving him a bionic yeah, leg. Yeah. Of course he will. That's obvious. I mean that's I, he's gonna listen, he's gonna be like fuck, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah.
1: I mean <laughs> the <laughs> The Barclays Center will be burned down soon, like for sure.
0: I mean, that's gonna that would happen whether you said it or not. In but, <laughs> yeah, um, I would say though, people listen to this show not so that way they can hear the beginnings of solutions to problems. Some weird brainstorm. They're here for the actual solution, man. Remember when you said cut boogie cousins? That wasn't an extreme idea. That was your solution. So okay. people are here for solutions, not I for think this. the questions
1: were easier then. <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely were.
0: Yeah, but so what? This is you know, really it's, hard questions. It's a progressive show, you know. It, it, it's an iteration,
1: you know. This is the latest iteration. Right. So I don't know how to fix the catch thing. That's that's the I think we fixed it like twelve different ways. You just got to pick one and, and sell it. That's all. Give them the them. Okay, that's
0: what I say. them. I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks. Yeah, I like the idea of um, if it, if if there's any question that it might be a catch, it's a catch. How about that? How about, like, anything you would have to look at the replay What does for? that mean, though? That's, <laughs> yes. That doesn't mean, like, that's not a fix at all. It's terrible. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. No, it's awful. Sure. I mean, can we agree that the Calvin Johnson thing, which started all of this many years ago now, like six years ago, when he caught the ball in the end zone, Started to get up, put the ball down to brace himself to stand up. Now he may have been losing control of the ball a little bit too, but to, and then the ball like squirted away, and they called that not a catch. It was a touchdown with like no time left at the end of a game. Lions lost the game instead of winning it. That was like an abomination.
1: Yeah. Also, that does Brian catch?
0: Yes. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like things that seem like they should be catches are catches done. Oh, not what, what exactly. else he got for me here? Sober guy doing it again. Come on. All right. No credit there. No. Okay. I think you should be able to tip. Them. I think you should be able to catch the ball even if you're out of bounds. Though I like that. I think that's super cool.
1: Maybe if you catch the ball out of bounds, you get half the yards. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know what? So I'm Matt in. Ryan can throw to the fucking Julio Jones. He's like 12 yards out of bounds. I <laughs> know. Designed for him to be 12 you have, yards. You have to, you have to first time. He's behind the <laughs> offensive line coach. You have to touch. And he catches it, and he's like 20 yards off field, but he gets 10 yards. You have to touch the ball inbounds
0: as the receiver before you catch it. All out right, of bounds so what they,
1: that's an easy fix. Like they're gonna they're gonna game that easily. Like they Julio Jones do uh do a play not a play action, what what's it called? He, an audible thing where he runs near Matt Ryan, they hike it, and he's running behind Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan puts the ball behind the You have to back. touch the thrown pass. You have to no, touch the no, pass. you don't. You just have to touch the ball. He touches <laughs> it just like barely. But yeah, it's, it's very cute and lovely and also yeah. sentimental. And then he runs out of bounds and Matt Ryan throws him the ball.
0: No, you've touched the thrown pass before you go out of bounds. And then if you catch it out of bounds, that's fine. But you get only half the yards. That's fascinating, actually. That'll really change the game a little bit in cool ways.
1: I mean, coaches will not stand where they currently stand. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that NFL. You know what? Dude, that's the solution. That's the solution. See? Well, maybe that's fixed
1: into the solution of of the new leagues. Oh, yeah. Because a new league would, maybe could have that rule. They could do it. You know, the NFL's changed. changing things And guess things what? Up. The municipality is not paying for that league.
0: Yeah, so the so everyone's excited about them. Yeah. So we're going to go buy our personal seat licenses because, yeah. you know, the money goes all the way to the league. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, I feel like we've we've done it. I feel like we've succeeded. I feel succeeded.
1: like we, we did almost nothing. <laughs> That's how I feel.
0: You know, I, I you're drunk, I'm sober. I feel like we did a good job with the catch thing, and that new league's thing was brilliant. So, we're good.
1: That's you who said the new league's thing, right? Yeah. Oh no, actually so no. So you you're claiming your idea was brilliant. No,
0: actually what I will claim though is my uh, my last idea on that was pretty good, which was you you give the t- uh, the the city or or state a stake in the team for paying, which that seems pretty good. That was a decent idea. Yeah.
1: It's just, you know, it's not so likable to call yourself brilliant. I don't know if you know <laughs> that or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're aware of that.
0: I didn't say I was brilliant. I said the idea that yeah, I came you, up you with. you
1: understand how you came I guess you didn't understand brilliant. how you came up with it. Now you're learning, though.
0: <laughs> it's a new thing for you. All right. I think it's time to, to sign off. So, yeah. folks, if you have an idea for Let the Drunk Fix It, it's... um. At Drunk Sports Show. That's our Twitter handle. Check us out there. Subscribe if you haven't. Of course, you have. You know, tweet at us, do the things. See you next week.